I'm Sam Valentine, the host of This Guy's Sick, and we're doing a little square posting special, a 5,000 followers special, members special, some some big celebration. We've all got booze here. This is the biggest, me- uh, not member count, but biggest amount of people on this podcast at once. Uh, so you are listening to this and thinking like, fuck me, I've never had so many people on here before. I want to get started, right, with someone who's never been on before. So I'm going to start with Corey. Yo, my name's Corey. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to do a quick one. we got three people whose names start with L. So we got Liz. Hi. we got Hello. Larissa. Hey. And we got LeVar. Hey. So we're all here together, all of us. And then obviously we've got, coming back again, John Chocolate Titties McMahon. Chocolate Cities was popping, baby, right? And we got old Dobbo, Derek. Mainly because you can't get rid of me, but here I am. Lord knows we've tried. <laughs> At least once or twice. So this episode is a big celebration of everything we're doing. So everyone in this in this chat right now is some form of mod to we, whether it be through our page, through the group, whether they're messing around with our social media, doing stuff on the Discord. So everyone in this chat right this minute as you're listening to this is involved. They're all balls deep in everything we do, all the discussions, the tournaments, everything we do, everyone in here. So if you have anyone you've got a real issue with, LeVar, um, (laughs) and have something to call them out over. I think I'm public enemy number one right now since everybody's favorite dude lost to a frog because of me. Like last week. So. Would you like to expand on that at all, Derek? What do you mean by that? I think I can sum it up with uh, a message I received today, actually, uh, by a nice gentleman who decided to inform me. I really don't understand why your group insists on putting fucking furry bait in the best husband <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I think that about sums it up. Like, <laughs> but, but Derek, I ran Waifu Wars, and a basic FF7 girl won the whole tournament over 2B. I'm, I'm not sure what <laughs> While it's fresh on my mind, since we're talking about Nier Automata, just want to drop it out there. Nier Automata is now on Game Pass on Xbox. So if you have Game Pass, check it out. Who the hell is it real? Huh? It's the special edition version, right? The the complete edition. Um, I'd have to double check to confirm that. All I know is that it's on Game Pass as of right now. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Say something. Levar said. What'd you say, Levar? I said, who the hell uses Xbox in the first place? I got to Nobody of value. Exactly. People who have a hundred dollars in their pocket to burn. I mean, I own. You could just bash a crack, bro. I own everything, so I kind of just have one of each. But Same. at the moment, I've been using Switch, the PS4, the Xbox. The, the Game Pass has just been throwing games on there at the moment, so I've been jumping back on the Xbox literally just for that reason. Yeah, the PS4 one last month wasn't all that great. It was like Sims 4, and I'm like, who's gonna get Sims 4 for PlayStation? That's a PC game. But you know. Oh, maybe people got Sims 3. <laughs> like, 
So if you want to find out what everybody else is jerking off to, come play Near Autonoma on Game Pass. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Go go. Slam's desk. Derek, I can imagine you, you would talk shit about Nier when you yourself are a Dragon Quest fan. Do I have that? Do I have that right? I, no, I wasn't talking shit. I mean, I feel like you should be able to jerk off to anything you want. I, well, I say that, but then I saw the comment section on this uh, frog post that I made. And uh, gotta say, really didn't think, feel like that was where this was going. You know, like I just <laughs> thought, thought he would lose round one and uh, it wouldn't get shared by three different people <laughs> with reptiles for profile pictures that were talking about him farting on them. Uh, <laughs> how I plan to spend my day, but you know, I am so the it's, been like the, it's been like the NFL playoffs where it comes down to the Patriots versus whoever. So now it's frog fans versus everyone. I feel, like the, I feel like the cloud versus frog match was like the Patriots facing your local high school football team, <laughs> but they won. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a landslide victory. Yes, he won by two thousand votes. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them had very interesting persona profile pictures. But you know, a win's a win. You know, can't choose your fans. Yeah, we welcome you all. You, you fucking absolute weirdos who vote for a frog. Um, we do actually welcome you to into the group. We have open arms. Just, you know, frogs, I know they breathe underwater, but do not put them in your cum jar. We discussed this last week. It is not going to do them any good. <laughs> yeah, they can't Please breathe don't. in there. They can, they can breathe underwater, but not under more uh, viscous liquids. So let's try to take it easy with the frogs there. Well, see, I'm terrified that frog's going to win, and then there's going to be one person that's like, look, frog won, I'm validated, and then goes and, like, has sex with his house pet, and I'm just really scared about that, you know? Like, they did this to, honest, to me. Probably already done it. I mean, if, if they're already <laughs> waiting for that, like, that is not going to trigger them. They went, the day they clicked frog to win, right, and they went, I'm doing it for Sir Glenn. Sir Glenn is actually the name of their pet frog, so <laughs> it's not... <laughs> not it's, no, they've just been sitting there jacking it off the fucking Pepe for six years. They've been waiting for their moment. So I don't think we're going to inspire anyone to uh, harm frogs. Um, and if we do, let us know and we'll have you on the show. We'll, we'll have a chat with you as to why you decided to do that. Describe the experience. <laughs> I want to be on that episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Not, you got not a frog. frog fuckers, but, you know, I just I kind of want to be there. So to celebrate too much water. So <laughs> celebrate 5K members. I felt like the only way we could respect our 5,000 new friends we have made is to is for me to find the cringiest comments I could in all of our posts going back way to the beginning and let you guys guess what's in the profile picture attached to each comment. So every comment I have picked has either a video game or an anime character attached to it. I will read you the comment and you tell me which one you think it is. Sound fun? Sounds fun. Really... Yeah, it sounds great. Who the fuck is on the freeway? <laughs> I live in Alabama, so there's at least six guys with ATVs at all times going by. Uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds oh, based. Yeah. 
<laughs> his base. Who, would, who would like to go first? This one's kind of an easy one. You pick, Derek. You, you choose someone. All right. Let's see. Corey, you want to take our first guess? Let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> and I want you to keep in mind that this comment is in all caps. That will probably help you in your <laughs> attempts of deducing the identity. Is it about fraud? No. But it's close. Uh. <clears throat> Final Fantasy IX is not a furry game, okay? I don't understand why all these tryhards want to jump on board with this fucking meme. <laughs> this was in response to a post that was not about Final Fantasy IX, by the way. I mean, it's a Final Fantasy IX fan, so it could be literally anybody. Uh, uh, who would you guess? Who would I guess? I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say Alucard Patrick Taylor. You, you, are, you are wrong. It is actually a profile picture of a lewd Freya making out with 2B from Near Automata, but thank you for playing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa! Who has that PFP? I want to be their friend right now. <laughs> I'm going to ban them. <laughs> well, after this drops, they might come back. <laughs> Navar, are you going to ask them for lube, or... Hey, what? Are going to ask them for lube? No, I do. I don't do that. <laughs> well, speaking of Lamar, I have a question specifically for you. It's actually a trick one. It's my only trick one in this whole culmination of comments. Do you, are you ready for it? Because I'm black, dude. No. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that question comes later. Um, <laughs> so this one, um, and it's actually perfect punctuation, perfect grammar. Okay. I don't know, guys, that Riku and Sora, uh, porn is actually pretty lit. Oh God, no. Um, Take a guess. I'm going to say it was John, that, that dude with a fucking Donald Duck PFP. I forgot his name. Peter John. One, we yeah. are not giving out names because we don't... Oh, shit. Whatever. <laughs> we did name him last week, so he's getting a second shout-out, so that's okay. <laughs> right, we, we gave him a shout-out because he was actually one of our top ten contributors, but he has been known to say out-of-pocket shit. Well, you're fucking wrong, LeVar, because it is actually the memorial picture of this guy's baby. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Is the memorial of this guy's baby attached to the I don't know. Sora and Riku Porno is actually pretty lit. Um, <laughs> I actually looked that up. The dates were <laughs> all right. Oh my god, that was terrible. Larissa, wait, hold on, one. hold on, huh? wait, Derek, did you see a memorial picture? Yes. Like the baby is not. Longer the baby, with us. The baby is no longer with us. And that's this a, is why yeah. I don't claim Kay's fans, honestly. Look, some people, you know, and I mean, I'm not dissing this guy's tragedy. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Some people turn to alcoholism. Some people watch Kingdom Hearts porn. It's whatever you got to do. Not, but, you know, don't post it. The baby committed suicide when it found out its dad was watching Kingdom Hearts porn. Oh, no. <laughs> At seven months old, we lost you so young. <laughs> Rip, gone too soon. Larissa, I picked one specifically for you. Also, 
Alright. Are you ready for this comment? Go for it. What? Sorry, I, I, I read it once. Uh, one time I had a dream that Ultimetsia came to my house and took the place of my mother because my mother is a bitch. And then, as I grew older, we finally got to have sex. No, there's no context for that. That's the end of the comment. As if Final Fantasy VIII didn't have enough incest jokes to go there. <laughs> For <Christ laughs> sake, Who's dude, the so oh my god. <laughs> Who's in the profile picture? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in that profile picture? Ugh. Uh, since it's eight, I'm just going to keep it eight-related and say maybe Squall. You... You're close. It is actually a picture of Cypher dressed Ooh. up as a Gundam. <laughs> oh, fuck. By, by the way, I want, I want to keep you guys in the loop yeah. that way. And I know this is banned, but please don't hate me. Um, I got to investigate new members, right? Um, I did profile stalk to make sure that these weren't ironic. I went through <laughs> posts on these people to make sure that these were not ironic comments. Okay. Okay, Derek. Yes. You just said that the person who posted that um will we'll call it a comment. That yes. comment was Cypher th- their profile picture was Cypher dressed up as a Gundam, like a mobile suit, mecha. Yeah, like a mech. How does that work? Is it like a mech with a hairpiece? Is it it's his face, but he's in a Gundam body. It's like it's a badly Cypher- chopped Cypher head on a Gundam body. <laughs> Um, and that exists. That's a thing that exists. It does now. It does there. Like I think this was an original creation of his. I, I, I might be. Inclined. We so might I'd need say. to call he's him. Not, he's not been joining Alanis on the Sephiroth writing forum, is he? God, I hope so. Quick question: <laughs> If the guy did the Cipher Gundam picture himself, do you think he does commissions? Because I could totally use one of those on my wall. <laughs> no, we should commission really him hope. for a. Sorry, we should commission him for an Aerith and Frog like picture for the winning. I'm know. not sure if we're allowed to post that on on Facebook though, like because if they are being our kings, they're our prom king and queen. Someone will make that as perverted as possible, you know. He'll be fucking oh, laying, yeah. frog, dribbling out her mouth. There'll be all sorts going on. Right? So and what you're saying. saying is we need to create a deviant art community. <laughs> they probably already exist. If, if only we had a furry who was also an artist in the group. Oh, oh wait, we do. Now, um, this one is actually, and I'm going to throw this one over to John. This one is an in-memoriam comment. The co- commenter, I just remembered because I actually was the one that uh, removed this comment. For breaking our rules and uh, had to boot the member a long time ago, but I've been saving it for a rainy day. It never left my mind. You know, so are you ready for this come in handy now. What'd you say, Larissa? I was like, and it just happened to come in handy now because he was saving it for a rainy day, and this is a rainy day. Once you right. hear it, you know why I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How long ago could it have been? We've only been a group for about six months. 
it, I mean, it, I, I guess I'm thinking it's felt like a lifetime, but I guess it was like around month three or something like that. All right, go ahead. Okay, so this one's also a shout out to. She wasn't a mod at this time, but she is now. Nix, who's not with us. Okay, um, so are you ready for this, John? I guess we'll find out. Replying to uh, Mia as how do you how do you say her name? Mia Aruz. Okay, but yeah, that. <clears throat> Replying to Mia Aruz, I'd really like it if you held me down and licked inside my pee hole. <laughs> Wait, now I have to ask because I need context, Derek. You understand that? Mm-hmm. Was he specifically replying to Maya yes. with her, her, like, her yeah. actual profile picture that she has now, where it's her? Or was it like when she was some weird anime character? It was when she had an anime profile picture. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm trying to decipher who, what video game character was in that person's profile picture, right? Mm-hmm. Could it be Maya from Final Fantasy? I it was. She had a blue dress. Wait, wait, wait! wait. The person who posted the comment, what it had to be, um, uh, uh, uh something. Video from... game or anime profile picture. I could just guess the game or the anime. Yeah, sure. Uh, this was a little tricky, so I'll let Kingdom, you just guess. Kingdom Hearts. It was Kingdom Hearts. No, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Why do we let them in here? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I, I question this every day. Sam, are you ready for yours? Almost certainly am. All right. So this one... Not from too long ago, and it actually still exists. I, I noticed that some of these comments that I tried to get recently were deleted later when I went back. So I had to go to a farther back post. This one is <clears throat> in all caps, by the way. You'll need that for context. Fuck this fucking weebass basic group. Who, who the fuck thinks that a frog deserves to have victory <laughs> over Roy Mustang? I swear to God, I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> I remember this comment. So I'm sorry, I just laughed so loud. I had to take my fucking headphones off. So what was in there? What was in their profile picture? Right, so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, because they're calling out we, right? So it's not going to be Japanese. That's what I'm thinking. And because he's talking about suicide, I'm going with the Joker. You are completely wrong. It is actually Lewd Inkling from Splatoon. Uh, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I feel like this segment would really help you cultivate who we've gotten into the fold. It should have been Joker. All right. You guys want another round? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah let's go hard. lightning. All right. Diverted them into categories. All right, LeVar, I have another one specifically for you. Now, you might not remember this one. I had to go back for this one. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to stay there silently. <laughs> I was waiting. I thought she was just going to go. Whatever. So, so it is a reply, so tagging LeVar DeWalt. <clears throat> 
Well, that doesn't narrow I, it down. I bet, yeah, when you, I bet when you comment on Facebook, you stick your finger up your butthole at the same time. Wait, I don't remember that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, show you the screenshot later. I saved that one for you. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Um... Is it that dude with the dinosaur PFP? No, it is not him. But he, he that, now Josh is usually joking. This is this is unironic. Oh, I have no idea then. <laughs> All right, that would be the Dane with his tail formed in the shape of a heart. Yeah. I know. I, I don't remember anyone with the Dane PFP. Who the hell has the Dane PFP? <laughs> It is a uh, rando. He had a new member, like little. Um, oh, that's why I don't know who he is. He's forgettable. So the question, Lavar, <laughs> is: Do you stick your finger up your butthole when you comment to people? Of course. Like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> Just to think like he's not pants right now, and he's not on the stream. Yeah, that's what I'm I that's I'm like. There's no screen. Yeah, there's nothing in the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, this one was commented on your tournament post. You ready for this one? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Why would we dedicate anything towards women? <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember this comment, too. <laughs> what what um, can we Can we just say... It was a very based comment. <laughs> I will give you guys one hint going forward. You can ask me whether it is Square Enix or not Square Enix. Is it Square or not? It is not. Well, if it isn't Shadow the Hedgehog, then what's the point? It is fucking Pikachu. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu? Are you for real? Going wait. out to TN, wherever he is, about still hating Pokemon. <laughs> wait, wait, Derek, isn't, or anybody who can correct me, wasn't Pikachu, like, a female in the anime? No, it was a boy. Nah, he's a dude. It was, it was a guy, it was a pretty effeminate dude. Well, I mean, girl, Pikachu. girl Pikachu has have hearts on their tail. Who knows that? I do. I, I do, exactly. <laughs> Case in point. Well, Pokemon supports the patriarchy. <laughs> All, right. All right, Larissa, you know I'm giving you these ones. I have to. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, Larissa want, runs the Final Fantasy VIII group that you can find on uh, Facebook. She also runs our page, and she is a sweetheart, but I don't know how she deals with the cringe. Alright, ready. Alright, shoot. Okay. <clears throat> I, I I often wonder when people hate on Final Fantasy VIII. You see, you got the <laughs> rhyme in there. It's going, it's going good already. Um, Alright. If, they, if they've actually understood the depth and complexity of the game. It really takes a special kind of person to understand Final Fantasy VIII. Most people that grew up privileged would not understand Final Fantasy VIII <laughs> by far. That is why Final Fantasy VIII is the game made for minorities. 
No. <laughs> I promise I couldn't beat this one up. I tried. I tried to make up a worse comment. They went they went deep on that one. That was like weird. What the fuck? It's screen uh, time. If it's not selfie, then I'm gonna sue. Cause that would be hilarious. Um, I'm gonna go totally random again on this and assume that it was maybe another eight character, not Cypher as a Gundam, but uh <laughs> you know what? Let's uh let's go uh let's go Quistus with this one. It is actually uh Joaquin Phoenix's Joker pointing a gun at the screen. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> Joker was going to happen at some point. I knew we would get the Joker. It just had to happen. That's the same for anybody, If for anybody asking, he is not a minority, by the way. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Larissa, how do you how do you feel about the fan base? <laughs> this part. Shit. We'll come back. No comments. John, lover of the underpants dance. I couldn't not hate on my own franchise, so I got a comment regarding Dragon Quest for you. All right, let's hear it. The Japanese have a far superior intellect than everybody in the West. That is why nobody in this group respects Dragon Quest, because they just don't understand the brain power it takes to be on the Japanese level. And that is why it's a shame that we live in a world that Dragon Quest never outsold Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Do you know the meme where the, the fucking blonde woman is trying to do math, like, in her head? With all the numbers and formulas okay. popping up, <laughs> that's me right now trying to figure out what the fuck this person's talking about. I'm gonna have to assume it's somebody with an anime or Dragon Quest profile picture. Fuck, what do they like? What do they like? Maybe somebody with the Neon <laughs> Genesis. Eve. Go ahead, say. It. Wait, it's going to be Joker. Like... It's going to be Joker again. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, it's no. it, shit. I'm trying to figure out what's in their profile picture. Um, Would you like some... context? Can I get some context? Okay, this is in the middle of an argument where somebody said that Final Fantasy VII was better than Dragon Quest Seven. Is it Corey? Corey Duke? <laughs> It is not Corey Duke. I specifically <laughs> chose people we don't know. Uh, fuck. I, shit, I'm trying my hardest. All right, it, it's got it. Maybe they have a slime profile picture. Final answer. Would you like? Okay, that's your final answer. Would you like to know if it's square oh, or not square? Is it square or not square? It is not square. All right. It's online, Kirito. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Fire Emblem profile picture. Final answer. You are wrong. It is Goku, but photoshopped to be a black man. <laughs> Can I ask? Can I ask? Lavar, Lavar, how do you feel about that profile picture? 
Dragon Ball Z is cringe, and I wish black people would let it go, but they won't. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> Dragon Ball right. cringe. We wish black people would let it go. That's that's my <laughs> opinion on it now. I just decided. That's the official opinion on it. Official. Yep. <laughs> the Black Council has decided that. <laughs> According to our last podcast, but Dragon Ball Z is out. Yeah, dude. Good, LeVar, it been did, out. LeVar, did you listen to our last podcast? I don't listen to podcasts, dude. That's the white yeah. people thing, honestly. <laughs> John last podcast said that Kingdom Hearts fans are the black people of the gaming community. How do you feel about that? Nah, they're kind of more like... I don't know. They're not human, sorry. <laughs> he didn't have his finger up his butthole. He wasn't prepared for the response. I don't even know how to answer that. Like, if I... <laughs> I feel like I need to defend myself to LeVar because I need to keep my N-word pass. You understand? LeVar has a direct line to the council that no one else here possesses. LeVar, please, I beg of you. I was just trying to say, I was trying to illustrate, if you will, that black people and Kingdom Hearts fans have a common oppressor, okay? For black people, it's white people. And for Kingdom Hearts fans, it's Tetsuya Nomura, all right? So That's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam. I, say, I feel like we can move on to our next segment after this, but I saved one for you that I felt like you should do the honors of guessing the profile picture for. Fair enough. Are you ready for it? I am sure as hell am. And this guy was being sincere, so I do want to say I apologize for what you went through, my man. But, you know, maybe it would have been one of those things to keep to yourself. <clears throat> I don't know. I can never disagree that Final Fantasy 7 is the best Final Fantasy game. It was the thing that was there for me while my dad was raping me. <laughs> this is why these people like this game. <laughs> is, that it? is that the end of the quote? That is the end of the quote. And by the way... ...and talk about his uncle coming around and giving him a go as well or anything like that. It was, it was literally just his, only his dad. It was actually just a picture of Cloud. <laughs> I was going to say it's not a response to anybody either. Um, so what is their profile picture? It's, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you think, so you think the guy that was getting raped while playing Final Fantasy VII was <laughs> having a <laughs> rock and a Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> profile picture? Yes. Is that your final answer? Uh, it's probably Zach. Okay, so you're you're gonna guess Zach. Otherwise, probably Zach. It's but it's not gonna be Cloud. He's he's probably he probably doesn't understand what a good protagonist is. So it's Zach. <laughs> Neither of them are though. You're you're halfway right. Do you want to keep going? You're halfway right. It's, it's, what I'm halfway right with Zach. Um, yeah, you're halfway right. How can I be? Is he? Is he? Is exact? Is exact when he's dead? He's unfortunately very much alive in the picture. 
Okay. Um, I don't know. I give up. Just Zach. That's that's all I've got. It is Zach and Cloud making out with a this guy R sick profile picture frame. <laughs> Damn. Well, at least he's used in the frame. So I hope I uh, uh, I I hope he enjoys this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam, can I ask you how do you feel about that that level of degeneracy using one of your blessed profile picture frames? Uh, sign up to the Patreon and everything will be forgiven. Uh, you know, I, I don't care. Just, just slip me two dollars a month, and I'll be happy. You can do what you like. In fact, I'll make you one that says, "I want to see Zach and Cloud fuck." If you send me the two dollars, you know, I'll make one. Right. Zach and Cloud fuck again. Right. I do have I do have more if we would want one from a woman commenter because we we've, we've been we've been supporting the patriarchy here we haven't given women cringe a chance to shine yeah give I'm us the women cringe who, who who wants to take one who wants to take one for women's rights who wants to take one for that I'm out I'm definitely not I guess it's okay. me <laughs> me or Larissa how about Girl's that we both have a guess. Okay, you let Larissa have a guess, you let Larissa have a guess, and then you tell us what it is. Okay. Okay, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I would totally tit-fuck the shit out of Red 13. Oh, no. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for further context... I did respond to this comment, and then she chose to leave the group. Uh, (laughs) Square or non-square? It is square. It is square. I'm going to give these girls a hint. I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing if it's square, the character profile picture is blue. That that would be my guess. Is that correct, Eric? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Uh... Yeah, I was thinking the, the I don't know his name, the guy from Ten, the first Tidus? one. <laughs> no, oh, Kimari. Oh, okay, I'm oh, Kimari. <laughs> the, I mean, but, I mean, it should be Aerith if we're sticking with a theme here, but. <laughs> fuck it, Kyrie. We'll just leave it at Kyrie. I don't know. <laughs> it is a picture of Sora, but. With a profile picture frame that says an account, that has her account for her OnlyFans premium Snapchat. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, I wasn't too far off with my Kyrie guess. Yeah, yeah, you got close. You got close, but you know, the, usually the ones that talk like that always have a dude as the profile picture. Uh, that's tr- yeah, actually, I would have guessed Roxas. Then. Larissa, what what would have you have guessed for that one? Uh, being that it was, uh, Red 13 related, I was thinking something more on the furry side, perhaps. So I was kind of leaning towards something, something Red 13 related, or maybe like, and I don't mean to like, keep, or uh, do this with the Final Fantasy 9 stuff, but maybe Freya. <laughs> so I feel like so what we can gather. Something like that. So I think what we can gather from our fan base is that they really want to fuck frogs, 
Red 13, <laughs> and that one dude's dad. Um, <laughs> so and sorry. that robot okay. chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, to be. Who doesn't want to do that, though, honestly? I mean, like, you know, back in the day. Limits, I'm... But that's one of them oh. that is like, it's fine. <laughs> Remember, you guys, to be totally won that tournament three hours after it started. That was our fault. I'm still oh. blaming you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take the blame. Well, I feel like that was a good introduction because I thought, you know, it's a shit posting group and cringe is kind of how we unite. So I thought we could go by one by one and describe uh, from any shit posting group you've been in your favorite cringe moment you've ever dealt with. Can I other just throw than, a whole than, group under the group? <laughs> other than what we've just had to endure tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Like, on a personal level, like, what cringe touched your soul? Oh, for me, it's the it's the obvious Final Fantasy VIII fans thinking they're big brains when they're actually just fucking stupid. <laughs> and that just happened for, like, three months straight, so that's a whole blur. <laughs> I could have sworn I heard Larissa say something during that scrap. What was that, Larissa? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I said, and I quote, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's okay, oh. you're one of the good ones. Kind of. LeVar. <laughs> LeVar. There are no good ones when it comes to FFA <laughs> That's true. I was trying to be nice. We were trying to be nice because she's Hi. a female, but I'm not a simp, and you're yeah. a gamer, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter <laughs> what you're saying. It doesn't matter. We could tell her what we think, finally. I do that daily. (laughs) LeVar, how would you describe, like, when you're at home commenting to people, because you're infamous for everybody dealing with you at some point, um, what do you imagine in your head when you're arguing with a Final Fantasy VIII fan? What does the mirror look like? I just think they're mad while I'm laughing at them. (laughs) He's you know, right. They normally are. And they're like, they they're normally like, are. Like, like, they're just, I don't know. They're just having a meltdown while I'm just laughing. <laughs> and I type paragraphs in like fucking two seconds. So they're probably just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be fair, there's, there's the diehard Final Fantasy fans where that is just their fucking favorite, like of all time. And anything that you say to, to combat it, it just, means fucking nothing to them and then they're the ones who are just fucking chill about it so I mean actually for a second let's talk about LeVar because I know Sam can vouch for oh, this no. that LeVar no. getting onto the podcast was actually a big sell for some people and I don't know why. LeVar, LeVar has like a weird uh, fandom attached to yeah, it has got bro. like groupies he's got some groupies cringe <laughs> And, I'm doing, well, I'm not, and I hate them all, honestly. <laughs> so how do you feel about your fame? Because we literally had people join the group just for you. And we have memes dedicated just to you. So how do you how do you take that? I just want them to know I don't like them. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're shit fans, right? They're, they're, Lavar's fans are rubbish. When, when, we were in another, when we were in another group, 
you know, a while back, and everyone was like posting in a bar and fucking hyping mm-hmm. him up in there. I, I contacted him and said, "Listen, let's make a T-shirt." So I stuck his face on a T-shirt, threw it out there, and not one of them bought one. So he's got all these fans, and they were useless. They didn't even buy one of his T-shirts. Terrible. <laughs> Dang, send the link. I want a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy Lavar's merch so he can get a new profile picture. <laughs> Go buy Lavar's merch so he can spend money on Brave Exvius. That's where he's going to go. I'll delete off of them. So Lavar, who is the who is the only? Is there a fan base that doesn't make you mad? Is there one? There a group that you like pour one out for when you're calling? And they're fine. And they're fine. They're wholesome. They're fine. And Nier's okay. Alright, so Nier gets to escape Lavar's wrath. For now, at least. <laughs> Sam, and I feel like I know where this is going to go, but what is the most cringe you've had to face on the internet? Kefka fans. <laughs> Ooh, I thought we were going to go Okay. Oh, no, shit. Actually, you're right. You, yeah, Buffy fans. Fuck me. Kefka fans, group-related, Kefka fans, right, they have a fucking hard-on for Kefka. Like, I actually like Six, but when I bump into fucking Kefka fans, I think they think I hate their game, but it's just because they're so fucking weird that I just I can't be dealing with their bullshit. Outside of the group, yeah, Buffy fans are probably the biggest cunts I've ever fucking dealt with in my entire existence. Yeah, and for anybody that doesn't remember, uh, Sam also ran tournaments on this guy or sick, and he got uh, the Buffy invasion, which I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even know there were that many Buffy fans in existence. No. Oh, I did. I did. I don't know why, but I did. And they're all like fucking 45-year-old mums, you know, like with kids and shit, and they're on there just like talking about Jesus and fucking dropping this shit in the comments and like, I, I just fucking, they're just the worst pricks. That, and anything you said to them, this is like, they were sitting there saying stuff like, some people going, oh, fuck off, you're talking about Buffy, like, Buffy's got the power of Goku. And they're like, Buffy would beat Goku, Buffy would this. So then when I, so when I threw the picture up of Buffy facing Jesus, they all lost their shit, going, <laughs> Jesus, this is going too far, taking it too far. They were the weirdest bunch of fuckers I've ever, I've ever, ever had to deal with online. Yeah, definitely the worst. So, so if you're a Buffy fan, I want you, I want you to know that Sam mods a Square Enix group, and you're still cringier than anything else he's had to deal with on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is like taking last place at the Special Olympics. I'm just saying, like, you could have tried. Got to get a wheelchair. Um, Corey, what you got? Cringiest shit you had to deal with. I have two, and I can't decide between either of them. When uh, South Park Phone Destroyer came out, I got into it, and there were a bunch of Facebook groups that popped up, and I was trying to find a clan. And then one day, somebody made this post calling out another shitposting group called South Park Ship Posting, and it was okay. nothing but people taking South Park characters and shipping them together. Anybody who knows anything about South Park knows that 90% of the characters in that show are like eight years old. Or... It would be that time that other Final Fantasy group all went to Florida to have degenerate sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
Bold. Bold of you. Bold of you I mean, to assume, Corey, that they actually had sex. You know they did, dude. It might not have been consensual, uh, but you know they did. Yeah. Some people might not have been conscious for it, but it happened. Uh, all right, Liz, I, and I have a feeling I know where this one's going. What's yours? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, there's clearly the one, the, the wife who wars. That was a big one that I was just like, okay. Um, Elab- <laughs> elaborate? Well, all the all the 2B, well, one 2B fan, to be completely <laughs> honest, uh, <laughs> would not shut up for three days. <laughs> I mean, given I'd already been kind of, like, iffy on this one person anyways, but, like, he just, he wouldn't let it go that uh, Aerith won. But, see, I was I was going to say, I mean, Kingdom Hearts fans kind of suck, and I'm one, obviously. <laughs> we all hate them, it's fine. We all hate ourselves for loving Kingdom Hearts, clearly. <laughs> I know that guy um, messaged me. Did he message you? No, he ignored my messages because I actually tried like to be like, "Hey, dude, shut up!" <laughs> like, let hey, it go. <laughs> hey, Derek, did you know this tournament was rigged? Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it was. I stand by it. <laughs> All right, and Wait, then, uh, hey, hey, Derek, did you, one of the persons who put together this tournament, know that it was rigged? That you yourself rigged it to be well, in well, someone's favor. Well, I'm just saying, I run the tournaments usually, and I'm Jewish, so you should just always assume it's rigged. I just feel like, you know. See? Yeah. See, he gets it. Funny enough, <laughs> it, was, funny enough it, was John, it was John's call to, like, make the tournament a little bit longer than normal that day. And... <laughs> It was you. trying to process what happened. Let me remember. Um, I think we we're getting into the like the last stretch of the tournament. I can't remember what my reasoning was. What, who was fighting again? It was like two B and someone it was else. Two B and Aerith. It was the final. That was the yeah, final. and then no, I think two B was like like losing horribly somebody was losing yeah. horribly and we oh. tried to give them more of an edge in the competition oh i i know i remember why why was, we, we didn't we shared uh that post to some other groups because the groups we had shared it to initially had been final fantasy focused so we tried to expose the post more so that it was more fair for 2b okay like, geez, yeah like, it got shared a lot Right. The point was that we were trying to actually make it more fair, but I guess this one person took it as we were trying to cripple their pick or whoever they wanted to win. Uh, the three-day war, it's a big piece in square posting lore that you should know about. Uh, the person ended up banned, I guess. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, he reported a comment on some random other post, and so... You know, right. goodbye. <laughs> right. The you should have closed it when I made my meme, dude. <laughs> what you meme was that? Right then. <laughs> but that, that's the same argument he had. It was like only three hours after I posted. He's like, yeah, 2B was winning. And it's like, yeah, but every round was 24 hours. 
and by the time we got to noon the next day, Eastern Standard Time, Aerith was already winning. <laughs> so you know, like, you know how many people were hoping that Cloud would win so Cloud and Aerith would be together, and now this fucking frog is gonna. <laughs> 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 he, he's winning like by said, a lot. We gotta get some fan art of this. We we need. Some fan art of of Aerith and Glenn from somewhere. Exist already. I'm sure it probably does exist. All right, Larissa, holder of the Final Fantasy VIII fandom, what is the biggest cringe you've had to deal with on the internet? Um. Okay, so I'm not sure which group I saw this on, but. And I'm pretty sure, maybe, I'm not sure, <laughs> everybody's probably had a moment in time where you're, like, just scrolling down your timeline or something, and you see something, and you're just like, I can't, I'm done with the internet for today, and you just kind of put your phone down, maybe be it for a few minutes or the rest of the night, whatever, but I saw this fucking picture, and... <laughs> Okay, to be fair, it was like a Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts thing, but I was like, I I cannot do this. And I just I just locked my phone and I just put it face down for the rest of the night and <laughs> as uh as Yugi would say, I'll put my phone face down and end my turn, I guess. <laughs> Marissa, just could you was... could you elaborate on that? Could you expand <laughs> on that at all? What oh, what pitch was it? Give us more. I can't fucking stand it, and it just it just upsets me for the weirdest. Not even the <laughs> it upsets me for for I don't know. I guess every reason it's fair to be upset in, but the you guys are you guys all probably fucking know what I'm talking about. It was it was a picture of <laughs> sorry, it was a picture of what you're safe here. You're safe here. Go ahead, I, share your story. It was a picture of <laughs> it was a picture of Sephiroth and fucking Winnie oh, no. the Pooh, and I was like, "Who the fuck took oh, that their?" What do you mean? <laughs> That's and my I'm, best no, shit. Man, Come on. No, no, man. Look, I, I, I make art. Dude. I, I make art, man. But I, when I see shit like that, I'm like, there are people who fucking take hours and god knows what else like out of like put blood sweat and tears into making this fucking work and uh, i mean yeah art is art but uh, no just no random question larissa was it fan art or was it an edit because if it's an edit i think i know what you're talking about and we can put that up as an addendum to anybody who would be listen listening to this podcast i know the picture and if i can find it i can make it the cover art for this episode <laughs> i think my art has an actual cover photo what was it the one where it's like they're close together and uh winnie the pooh says oh bother is that the one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like they're they're about to kiss it, or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. It was it wasn't an edit. That was definitely fan art. Yeah. So so the Winnie the Pooh movie, uh, original animation for Disney, actually came out around like the 40s, 
So what's ironic, though, is that that is actually the most legal ship in the Kingdom Hearts fandom. <laughs> <laughs> every other one of theirs involves a 17 or 16-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mickey, Mickey Mouse and Riku are the second top-tier ship behind Sephiroth uh, and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you, think Dis- you think Disney will get on on that? Like, have Mickey and Riku, like, little, like, you know, like, trinkets you could buy at Disney World for your kid? No, Disney's gonna be like, you have to pay us money for even drawing this. And then they'll steal the art and sell it back to them. I'll be back. Keep in mind that if it came out in the 40s, that there's a good chance that Hitler might have seen it, and then the insanity all kind of makes sense from there. Yeah. All right, John. What is the what is the cringe you have faced? What is what is the worst cringe you've dealt with? In what the Final Fantasy community, or just the Square Enix community, or just in yeah, general? general? Well, then I take my answer back. It's Italia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um. In general, ah, fuck, it's 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 a tough one, but I would say everybody who doesn't think that Squall and Rhinoa are related, canonically, anybody who is not of that belief, we have put multiple arguments forth that support that theory. Don't forget, don't forget. Uh, Laguna and Julia fucked and produced a child. Hey, All right, that's, that's canon. That's canon. It's implied, Larissa. How was it's that implied? Implied. By I'm sorry. The, <laughs> by the fact that they implied it. It's implied. They didn't show the scene, oh. but they fucked, and it was good, Larissa. <laughs> it was good. Okay. So I put it right. So before. In Final Fantasy VII, it is implied that Cloud and Tifa fuck under the airship. And they what totally they did. do with that is, what they do with that scene is, it goes black, right, afterwards, and they get close, and there's an embarrassing bit after. What happens with, in Final Fantasy VIII with Julia is very, very reminiscent of that. I'm just saying, they've got a track record of doing that. that <laughs> those two fucks, with no one score, brother and sister, it, it, that's canon. At this point. Yes. Yes. Not only that, not only that, but Julia was already a famous singer at that point. She wrote an entire song about Laguna. He wasn't your average simp. Okay. He was hitting that, bro. He was dicking that down. Yeah. You understand, Larissa? What I'm saying? Okay. No, go ahead. So, offer, offer a rebuttal. I'm waiting. I don't think it would quite be a rebuttal, but after that, after that if you want to make that so canon like everyone else does, then that would mean that, and I'm going to get a little uh, whatever right now, um, so that would mean that old girl just happened to be um, ovulating and fertile the time that her in Laguna, you know, implied, fucked, whatever, and 
then what did she do? Find out she was pregnant, couldn't find Laguna, and then just goes up to old dude Calloway. Hey, let me marry this guy and fuck him. And then just tell him that I'm pregnant, even though I already am. So he thinks that the kid is his. Okay. The pieces all lined up. Wait. Corey fucking nodded. Corey fucking okay. nodded. Listen, I, I, listen Calloway, okay. Calloway is such a simp, right? No one's fucking that dude. Look how fucking much of a dickhead he is, right? right? You know what? He's actually going to have kids with that prick. It's just not happening. Yes, that's true. Now, also consider that nobody could find Laguna. Laguna couldn't even find himself. That's his whole drive as a character. He, he, he wanted to study journalism. He got lost on the on the in the Esther continent trying to fight a war he didn't want any part of. You understand what I'm saying? It's like look, he ran away, and, he ran and away from Wakefield and fought monsters so that he wouldn't have to collect a paycheck and pay child support. <laughs> Precisely. To, to be fair, to be fair, he kind of you know had squall with rain and then. Uh, Rain died, so what did Lacuna do? Oh, hey, fuck it, let me just, you know, give my kid to this fucking orphanage, and then <laughs> eventually, over time, go end up uh, being the president or whatever of fucking Estar. How do you feel that Jack is a better dad than Laguna? <laughs> hmm. Oh. At least Jack... It was tough love. But at least Jack's intentions were made clear at the end of the game, and he apologized for the way he was, and those two had a moment. Okay, let's be real here, though. Jack didn't have a change of heart till after he was already off the fucking planet when he was nostalgically thinking about his son. Like, like when he was actually with his son, he was just like, hey, dude, let me w- w- let you watch me dick down your mother. Hi, you suck. Like, but that had to happen. That had wow, to happen to develop Titus' character and his hatred for his dad. Otherwise, that arc is non-existent. Not only that, but Jack was also no longer in the vicinity to beat his kid. So he had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Or, and I need to go find someone else to beat up my kid. Well, right. Okay. Jack was a better dad in the sense that even though he was a drunk, et cetera, et cetera, um, he was still there. <laughs> I'll give him that. He was but talking shit you- to him and stuff through you, whatever. But I mean, you know, he was still like there to an extent until, you know, he went missing and there goes 10. <laughs> Jack, Dude, had to have, Jack had to have given uh Titus some form of coaching in his younger years to help give Titus his identity as well. He wasn't just born like a good baseball player. Dude, Laguna even had a chance to tell Squall, like, hey, dude, I'm your dad before the final battle, but instead he said, we'll talk later. Hopefully you'll die in this next fight. (laughs) Play cards with me and find out the truth. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. He's going to try to collect money off of the movie I made. <laughs> what were you going to say, Elizabeth? Oh, that's exactly what I did. I challenged him to a card game immediately. It was like, hey, jerk, dad, I challenge you to a card game like pure Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist would. <laughs> well, that's how you be- get some of the best cards in the game, though. Yeah, um, 
I, I don't know if I told you guys, I actually accidentally messed up my uh, triple triad game, so all the rules are really fucked. Oh man. I kept losing all my cards to him. Unbelievable. <laughs> Delete the whole thing. I, I'd, like the game anyway. better. I'd like Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot better if that was the plot line. Like, you know, Yu-Gi's <laughs> challenging his deadbeat dad. Like, you gotta take me to the park if I beat you, dad! <laughs> <laughs> That's Kaiba's story. That's literally Kaiba's story. Yeah, that's Kaiba's story. Go Zaboro. I forgot Kaiba battled his stepdad just because... <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> buy the company. Screw <laughs> <laughs> you, dad. Blue eyes. Okay, also Ooh, Kaiba we... is the guy who put his whole dueling mm. academy that he made on the line to some business guys. He was like, alright, you can buy duel academy if you beat one of my students in a duel and they just happened to choose an obelisk blue when they could have chose any schmuck that couldn't duel and they would have won the whole school sorry Tyler would have allowed it <laughs> yeah nobody speaks gx i'm sorry <laughs> wait are we going into deep Yu-Gi-Oh lore here because i really need to buckle up for this shit i want to make sure we're on the stage you can't I'm just gonna zone out you, you can't see Sam, but he's off camera, slowly writing, like, erasing what his cringiest moment on the internet was and replacing it with <laughs> this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm the cringiest thing you guys have experienced on the internet. Uh, I, I didn't. Eric. I didn't. Know. Mine was. Okay. So I don't know how many people know when we were in that other Final Fantasy group. When I first joined, I came into conflict with a young man that... Instead of posting about Final Fantasy, he posted a status about how much he hated his wife and that he beat his wife. Oh. Um, and at, first, mm -hmm. at first, I thought it was a joke, so I started like uh, going along with it. But then he said, no, I'm not joking. You don't beat your wife? <laughs> and then he went <laughs> even further into being like, what, are you some kind of fucking pussy that pays child support? And... And so at first I was Damn, like, I was, out, well, then he made two more statuses directed at me saying that I was shaming him for beating his wife. Um, and then he got <laughs> kicked from the group and sent me messages for four days. And my favorite one, I actually still have it. I, I've saved it. Been my little token from shitposting years past where he said, I have so little respect for you. I wish I could take your head and grind it across a brick wall. <laughs> and oh, that, I, I have a soft spot for him. I've always hoped he would come and try to join Square Post. I would always <laughs> reinteract with Josh. He was a great guy. Memories. What? Memories. So I've got a question. I, I've got a question for everyone. We, we've done a load of uh, episodes on doomsday scenarios and uh, the current climate we're in. So start, start with Corey. H how are you getting on right now with everything that's going on in the world? Uh, as most of you know, I work at a liquor store. My life hasn't really changed except I can't go to the bar anymore. Um, I live in the mountains. It's easy to bug out and get away from society. But with that, there's a lack of water. And anybody who's read, like, the Zombie Survival Guide 
or has done any amount of research into this knows that you need to have a water source, whether you're in a place where you can collect enough rainwater to sustain on, if you're in a body of water, uh, a river nearby, but there's not enough water around here. And that's the biggest issue. The other biggest issue is that that NORAD missile command center is like 30 miles away. So I'm well within like vaporization range of ICBMs. So I really have a backup plan. I have a bow. <laughs> Are you saying that where you're living right now, there's a shortage of at least rainfall? Like you can't. So where, I'm, where I'm at is considered high desert. The precipitation is a lot lower than a lot of other places. Um, there's not a lot for bodies of water around here. I can't fish. I love fishing. But places that even fish around here are scarce. There are reservoirs outside Denver. There's reservoirs outside Pueblo. Um, but this area is so, is so heavily populated that those are going to be the first places that people go, get a water source. So that's the biggest issue around here is water. Can, can, I, make a, can I make a sideboard comment that we talked about Final Fantasy VIII and Yu-Gi-Oh so much that it took Sam's mind to the to the apocalypse. Like he's like, his thoughts immediately went to what happens when we all die. Yu-Gi-Oh cards will be the new currency in the apocalypse. Hell yeah! So I've got pop- all of them ready to go. I don't even have my fucking deck anymore, man. Fuck. <laughs> like, you're just screwed, Larissa. I, no, I just I see. I kind of figured it was going to be, like, maybe Fallout. So, like, me and my friend from a long time ago, we used to always collect just fucking bottle caps. So. I'll just hide in the echo cave. I've got an original no. Great Dark Magician girl. Ooh. What can I win with that? <laughs> That's fantastic. A deck point to win. win. I almost had, um... You need- all of uh, all of uh, Yugi's grandfather's original deck. I was missing a, I was missing about a handful, and then I think I had a uh, about two pieces of two or three pieces of uh, the Exodius or yeah. Whoever gets yeah. all five pieces gets to be president. <laughs> so I have like four copies of all five pieces. What does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> So, Larissa, Jesus. Yeah. Larissa, what's your apocalypse plan? What are you going to do when the doomsday comes? Uh, I mean, as long as I have some beers in the fridge, I guess, and and some some weed and a pack of cigs and maybe, like, my favorite movie or something playing, then, you know, I'll just... You know how, like, there were those people, like, like, at the end of Titanic who were just kind of sitting there just waiting for the water to fucking go up? Like, that would be, <laughs> I, would, I would just be like, all right, this is it. Like, how it goes. You have that gunblade replica, you could go throw that at City Squirrels. <laughs> oh, you know, no, actually, if I could, if I had a second option, <laughs> other than just choosing to fucking let myself die, um... I don't know, I'd stand on my fucking roof with my gun blade and act like I was Squall until fucking meteors start hitting the roof or some shit. Well, I think Sam right. was curious since you're, uh, I think Sam was curious since you're in America how you're dealing with old Corona. Oh, yeah, I know. 
I totally fucking sidetracked from that a bit. Um, so I mentioned the lakefront earlier because they live in Chicago. So, you know, they block that off. Uh, you can't, they're going to, they're either going to start or they already have started curfew for certain hours. So after like, I think eight or so at night, you can't go out. Um, for example, like say, cause I work at a grocery store, so I'm an essential worker. Um, say I'm coming home, I close and I'm coming home at 11 and I get stopped or something by the cops. I have a letter that I keep in my car from work that says, you know, that gives the legitimate information that I am a worker at this store and stuff like that. So they're getting a little bit stricter on like when people are out and stuff. Uh, a lot of stores and everything have changed hours. Big stores like Walmart around me uh, are closing and opening later and uh, later now. It's uh, yeah, pretty much like everything else is shut down. Uh, I haven't been to the city lately, but um, from what I've seen from pictures, the city basically looks like a ghost town because you know it's mostly offices and shops, and they're closed for the whole thing too. So, yep. But what about that, I mean, what about Lavar? Lavar, what's happening in old Baltimore? What are you doing? These people literally don't care. They're just outside like nothing happens, <laughs> and it's like they just they just go home at eight o'clock because that's what they've been told to do, or they get fined like five thousand dollars, and they just think that's fine. So, yeah. What about the aquarium, Lavar? Is the aquarium standing? <laughs> What happened? I haven't been there in years, honestly. <laughs> that shit just probably failed on already while I wasn't paying attention. Have you got any plans, Lavar, to do anything, you know, if shit hits the fan, or are you quite accustomed to staying in one room playing video games and locking down for a long of period course, of time? But this this hasn't changed. I'm a fucking neat, of course. This isn't anything different. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Liz... How's it going for you where you are? Uh, well, I live in Atlanta, and uh, a lot like Larissa said, um, it, I haven't gone to the city recently, but I know where I am over here, which is technically outside of Atlanta. Um, it's kind of the same thing. We have curfew at nine, so I'm also a liquor store worker, and we had to change our hours from 11.30 to uh, 8.45 is when we close down, but that's like 9 o'clock is when all stores have to shut down. Like that rule just got implemented pretty recently. Um, I heard something about a 6 p.m. curfew maybe coming around, but I don't know. I may have read it wrong. Uh, but a big thing that they did the other day is they implemented a new like stay-at-home law. So because people kept going to the parks and going on trails and like leaving their house when they weren't supposed to, now you're getting fined ten thousand dollars if you get caught by the cops, um, stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it's essentially I'm like Lavar. It's like it hasn't really affected me. Uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing <laughs> like a dork. <laughs> well, there's start... a, there's there's how you know. Hmm? Well, there's how you know she's playing Animal Crossing. Of course she's not going outside. <laughs> but I'm going to start Final Fantasy VII actually later on tonight because I was like, I might as well play the original before the remake comes out because I'm like, you're up, Sam. We have to wait a week. <laughs> have you no, never played? You. 
What do you mean start? I've never played seven. Unacceptable. <laughs> I know. Pose it, Jeez. It's okay. At least, you, at least you, you know, you admit you've never played seven. Some I'm not people lie. Have I lied about seven. it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have never played seven, and they run a seven fan page, and they've never played it, and that's weird. Yeah. Okay, I never did that though. That's retarded. Yes. Yeah. Not naming anyone, but uh, you know, there are some people out there that, that that when they did play seven for the first time, they would ask questions that if you'd ever played it before, you would fucking know the answer to. So it's a little bit strange, uh, and, and that exists in the world. There are people like that out in the world. Which well, that's actually it took a me really a second good... to understand who that was. I'm stupid. <laughs> Well, that's actually a really good segue, because with the remake coming out, this is a, actually a lot of people's first times experiencing Final Fantasy VII. So I know, Sam, you're obviously a huge fan of the series. So what advice would you give people that this is their first real experience and run through with the game? You know, it, it, it's hard, right? Because I've, I've avoided all the spoilers. So I, I've, I've not gone anywhere near them. I've tried to stay away. I've seen a few screenshots and a few trailers. So it's hard to know what to expect, but if they start including stuff from Crisis Core, if they start including things that might lead to Advent Children, then perhaps they're not experiencing what I experienced the first time I played it when I was a kid. You know, when I was when I was like 13 and the game came out and I first played it. I'm not sure anyone who's playing it for the first time now is getting that experience because we could be getting Nomura's retconned bullshit version. I think so, that's confirmed. <laughs> I was actually talking about that because like um, the ghosts that we've been talking about, like the black smoke that showed up in the, like, the initial trailer, uh, we just thought it was like, oh, it's ghosts of the planet or something like that. They are now confirmed to be called the Arbiters of Faith. And that is such a Nomura title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't got a fucking clue what that shit is. When I first saw it, I thought that the reactor had just blown up, and these were the spirits that were trying to return to the live stream, and that's what we were seeing. That was my original guess. Uh, I, I'm obviously wrong, but that would have been the smart guess. I was like, oh shit, actually, they're putting, they're trying to throw some fucking weight and levity to what it is like to be an ancient, and what area, what you know, what areas every day experience must be like as someone with these gifts and these powers to uh, experience seeing shit that no one else can see like they kind of hint about in the original where voices would come to her and she'd be able to tell people like uh, her adopted mother that her husband had died that kind of scene so I was thinking they're actually throwing it like this fucker sees ghosts like it ain't just hearing a few whispers here and there it's like open, right. openly seeing the dead uh, come to her but no that's not what we're getting we're getting like some other bullshit instead so it doesn't I, need to be. It doesn't need to be um, the arbiters of fate, right? Like that. It doesn't need to have this whole official title. Like it, it could just be a thing where it's um, she just sees ghosts, like you were saying, because she she's an ancient, but her her lineage has been watered down over time. She's the last ancient, right? So she could just kind of get these whispers and these faint dealings with uh, spirits from the live stream 
doesn't have to be a whole thing like that but it could but like you were saying it could give a a glimpse into what she experienced <laughs> well yeah. you know unfortunately that's not what it is unfortunately it clearly is some other bullshit you know that that's just how they've got how they've run with it is um this is just a new element and a new thing to the story and, and it's going to play a big role or some shit i don't know well, um, I think one cool thing we could do, you know, since everybody's hyped, everybody's waiting on their game to download, or if you're in Europe, you already have it, um, to talk about what Final Fantasy VII has impacted you. Because, like, let's let's be real, even if you never played the game, that game is so iconic to the medium that it affects so much else. So, kind of like what everybody's experiences before they go into the remake, and because I anticipate where this is going, let's start with Lavar. I do not care about that game at all. Like literally, my first really? experience with Cloud was Kingdom Hearts, and I didn't like him in there either. So <laughs> he sucks in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> he sucks in both. Yeah. So why why do you, why do you hate Cloud in the original Final Fantasy VII? I don't know. I just do. Like you know, when you see someone, you just hate them instantly. It's like that. In Lavar's defense, he just explained about um, his first experience of Cloud is from Kingdom Hearts. So me, as a Seven fan, the only reason I fucking bought Kingdom Hearts was because it had Final Fantasy characters in it. When the game came out, that is what made me want to play it. And when I got to that point, I was like, what is this? Because this is not Cloud. So if your first experience of the character is the bullshit you got in Kingdom Hearts, I can forgive you for never liking the character again. Preach. No, I hated them both though, dude. Like I played, <laughs> I played, I played seven like way many years later, and I still hate yeah, them. You played it afterwards, right? So your first exposure was what we got in Kingdom. You, your mind was already made up. It's going to be hard for you to have anything come out. No, not really, you. because I always hated Squall, but I like Leon, so it's kind of like. I just don't like the fact that he calls himself fucking Leon. Like all these Final Fantasy characters have these names, these different names. This cunt's Leon. What well, who's Leon? The geezer who works around the corner shop. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, Leon. Wait, but do y'all know the official reason why Leon calls himself Leon? It's yeah, really because he fucked up. <laughs> He <laughs> fucked up, and now he might have changed his name. We're like, okay. <laughs> no, he let he's everyone down. I don't... Yeah. He's like, I don't deserve my name. I don't deserve to be called Squall until I get my honor back. So now I'm Leon. He's like, what? All right, pause. Pause. Who deserves to be called Squall? Answer me <laughs> no that. No one. <laughs> Literally no one. That was like the name a bird uh, says what what a bird says when it injects a heroin needle the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't deserve I don't deserve my name. Uh, I'm going to start calling myself Ralph. Like what? Like, at least pick a better name than fucking Leon. You know, he, he picked the worst Keith. name. Yeah, at least it's not Keith. You're right. <laughs> now, also, what is waiting for somebody to make that joke? That's shitty because I wanted to say that, but then I didn't want to say that. <laughs> oh, I hated that name before that, so it's fine. Uh, Corey, what what is your experience with Final Fantasy VII? How do you feel about it? Fucking boomer. 
Coomer. No Coomer. It was... I played it when it was new. I bought a PS1 just to play that and uh, Resident Evil. When I was a kid, I used to bike three miles into town in the middle of nowhere so I could rent a PS1 and rent Final Fantasy VII and Resident Evil 1, but no memory card. So the first few playthroughs I had of Seven where I'd play until I died or it was time to take the system back Sunday night if I got on a Friday night or whatever. So it was probably like a mishandle thing for you. See, bro? Boomer. The whole thing. (laughs) You would rent the... I had the console, but you would rent the games from... uh, No, I'd rent the console, too. That was before you rented the one. Yeah. Because I'd have to bike into town, strap it over my back, and then bike another three miles just to, like, bring it home. And I'd go back and forth. Like, sometimes I'd rent both and just play Resident Evil 1 all weekend. What happened was... uh, I played it when I was hot. So uh, there was really nothing else to compare it to at the time. Right. When I was a kid, you couldn't, or I didn't know you could rent the console. I asked for a PlayStation 1, and I got one, but we were particularly hard up on money. So my mom didn't know you had to buy games for it and also memory cards. So I would rent games from the Blockbuster and just play them in the PlayStation 1, but I didn't have a memory card. So I just had to get as far as I could and not turn off the console when I was playing as a kid. So yep, that was, was the exact same boat. <laughs> I remember yeah, those days, old much. school shit. Real old school shit, boomer shit, not like LeVar's Coomer school. Yeah, I had to develop the GameCube. What happened? I'm not that I'm not, I'm not a fucking boomer, dude. I had to do the same thing with the GameCube, just not PlayStation. That's <laughs> <laughs> understandable. So we've all been there. And then but, but what, what, did you play, what did you play on GameCube that you couldn't save on a memory card, LeVar? I think it was Beautiful Joe. I don't remember. Hey. Beautiful Joe sucks. You fucking suck. How <laughs> 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 fucking dare you? Yo, LeVar, say Custom Robo and we'll, we'll we'll let you off. Say Custom Robo. Say what? Custom Twilight Robo. Princess. What? Make him say Twilight what? Princess is the best GameCube game. No, big wrong. Big wrong. Twilight Princess is the best Zelda game. Ironically. Love you. Y'all y'all never know Custom Robo? Oh, I love Custom Robo. Robo. I don't know that. Custom Robo was fucking amazing, bro. It was like Pokemon, but you could customize you could customize your Robo as per the name Custom Robo, and you would just fight people and the designs were like Terribly. So, it's so it's basically Beyblade on GameCube. I had that game. That shit was stupid. <laughs> what the fuck? What, but going back to what we were talking about, like, and that's not a unique experience. What Corey and John did, like, what does that say about Final Fantasy VII that so many people were go- willing to go through that just to play that game? Like when it came out, like especially in the West, because you know Final Fantasy VI and four were popular, but they weren't huge. It wasn't until Final Fantasy VII that everybody had to play that game. Well, I I remember seeing the TV spot for Chrono Trigger, which came out a good, a little over a year, and I thought, Jesus Christ, I want to play that so bad, and I just never had the money because I was that young. I think that year for Christmas I got Super Mario RPG instead, but 
when you saw TV spots for Final Fantasy VII and what it looked like a year later compared to the Super Nintendo pixelation of the last big JRPG you saw on TV in the middle of nowhere, you're like, holy shit, what is this? What does what what impact does Final Fantasy VII have on you? Especially because Final Fantasy VIII and VII are usually thrown against each other constantly. Um. Okay. It's not that long of a story. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Um. I wanna. Are you alive? I wanna. I wanna say it was like around New Year's of. 2003 or 2004, and I don't know if any of you guys remember Circuit City. Okay, so I went there with my mom and uh, her husband, and we were, they were supposed to get me a new TV for my room because something happened to my TV, and I saw the game, and I immediately grabbed it because the first Final Fantasy I played was uh, 10, actually. I grabbed it, and I was like, I want this. And she was like, she literally told me, you can either get this game or get a new TV. And I was like, I want the game. And I ended up spending, like, two or three weeks at my grandma's house, like, over that, like, winter break and shit. Like, just to, like, be able to play 7 and beat it. And, like, I fell in love with it. And then... Oh. Do you all remember when they name-dropped Final Fantasy X in that episode of uh, Two and a Half Men? No. Wait, no. I don't want right. <laughs> to watch a two and a half men. Yeah. No, I, that sounds. <laughs> All right. Um, that Corey, sounds like something a boomer would say. <laughs> <laughs> but on a side note, funny story. Um, I remember being. I've got like mag- game magazines and shit like that. Um, and I remember hearing first hearing about when Advent Children was coming out and. When I saw the release date for the U.S., um, it was like a Monday or a Tuesday. I don't know what fucking day it was. I'm sorry. And I purposely made myself, like, puke and then go to my mom and be like, I'm sick. I can't go to school because I know she was going to the mall that day. So I'd be able to buy the game or buy the movie. And she totally fucking fell for it, which was fucking awesome. And I got, like, one of the last copies that, like, FYE had. It was crazy. Y'all remember, this was, this was a while ago, but one of these magazines, I can't remember which one it was, could have been Game Informer or some shit, came out with like a roster for when they announced that uh, a Final Fantasy VII movie would be made. They announced the cast for it, like what actors should play what roles. And I remember that they said that Heath Ledger, and this was before dark knight or anything like that they said that heath ledger should play cloud (laughs) y'all remember that or not i'm too young no i i I remember i don't remember that game informer didn't come with demo discs so i never bought game informer just saying oh god demo discs yeah i I used to only buy the official playstation magazine for the demo discs that's the only reason i buy them Absolutely. So, so, Sam, you are like the godfather of Final Fantasy VII in our group. So, what what was your experience with the game? Why does it mean so much to you? So, firstly, 
I'll just put the lid on my drink and say that in Europe, because the Final Fantasy games, what used to happen was Japan would make games, they put them in, they put them in America. If they performed poorly in America, they would not get released in Europe. That was like the measuring stick. So no Final Fantasy games came out in Europe as a result of them not doing well in, in the United States. Now people might argue that going, oh, but six sold a million and it, it wasn't good enough for Japan to port this to, the, to, to Europe. They didn't think they'd make any money because they didn't sell well in America. But because with Seven, they had spent so much money on the game at the time, they had to release it in Europe. So RPGs at that point, I think I'd played maybe like Ultima 2 and 3 and um like just like random old ones maybe like breath of fire one you know like i hadn't played a lot of them so picking up seven for the first time for like Corey, i saw that um game trailer and i was like what in the fuck is this you know and it was a time in the 90s as well where all this like dark shit was kind of going on in terms of like subculture so marilyn manson was big at the time um in terms of like being not mainstream, but everyone knew who he was. Jerry Springer was fucking huge. Everyone saw these like prozies fucking fighting each other. These dudes finding out their girlfriend's got a dick, like all this shit going on in the world like that. The WWE had the attitude era. They had fucking gold dust dressing up as a fucking woman. Steve Austin chugging fucking drinks and smashing people over the head. You know, you had DX telling people to suck it. So you had all this shit going on. And then seven came out and to me, the game fit straight into that vibe that was going on in the 90s at that time. This like counterculture, weird vibe that was going on everywhere. And Seven sort of hit the same vibe. Like, so I was about 13. Um, I got the PlayStation maybe a year before. It's the only fucking thing I wanted for Christmas was a PlayStation. My mum bought the right one because she bought one that came with five games and a memory card. So I was like, sound, that's the one she fucking got. So I had no problems with a memory card. I had no problems with, uh, you know, like with Corey having to fucking cycle around to pick up a PlayStation. When that game came out, like my mum, so that this, this is, to preface it, my mum got me Croc for the PlayStation 1. And my dad got me Final Fantasy 7. Oh. And my mum would sit there saying, why the fuck are you not playing Croc? And I was like, bitch, have you seen this game? Like, fucking three discs, like, you know, so I'm playing... I'm playing this 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 seven, and maybe it's because it was my first Final Fantasy. Maybe it's because um, nostalgia and and all that shit. But like, I had never ever played a game that in depth with that much story, with that much character, uh, with that kind of strategy level. Like nothing before it I'd ever experienced. And part of that is because Europe was just not allowed. If it didn't sell in America, you didn't fucking get it. So. It could have been that that did it, but that even to this day, and I play it now, um, I started playing it um, at Christmas, just gone, because I went to Spain, and I, I got a Switch, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get the game again. And I was playing it then, and even now I'm seeing things going, I don't remember that. Like, I don't remember the fact that you see and hear from Cloud's mum while he's in Midgar. Like, she's there. Like, you get that flashback of, like, you only got away with scraped knees when he falls through the church. And it's like, I always thought that happened in a flashback in Calm. I didn't realize, like, for, I played the game maybe 40, 50 times. I never picked up on the fact that some of this stuff comes earlier and there were so many hints throughout it. And from, like, um, they layer the story so much 
that once you've completed it and you play it again and you pick up on these random little hints they throw out all the way through it, no game had ever done that before for me because at the time it was the only one that had done it. Um, so that's what it means to me. Like it, it was just, it was mind blowing just how good, how in depth and how much went into that game. And I think that, you know, what happened after that was a lot of people tried to copy it, including Square themselves. They tried to copy it with eight and I think they failed. Um, and I think that just lots of little things happen at this moment where so many people were like, fuck, we need, we need a seven. We need a Final Fantasy seven. And only a few games were able to hit as big as that on the PlayStation era. So I think it just shaped the entire next 20 years of video games came from 7. It was a big part in the failure of the N64 against the PlayStation 2 because Nintendo was infamous for having all of Final Fantasy. And then the, be- the biggest one that caught so many people's attention was exclusive for PlayStation. You couldn't play Final Fantasy VII on the N64, so you had to go get a PlayStation instead. And that's one of the few games that actually made that kind of statement. You bought the console for that one game. Um, so, Elizabeth, you have a similar story to LeVar, and I'm curious how Final Fantasy VII kind of impacts you, because, you know, a lot of people going into this game are at different points. Some of them just saw Advent Children, some of them just played Crisis Core and Kingdom Hearts, and this is really going to be their first time experiencing the original seven story uh yeah like you said mine is very similar to lavar's except i was a a really dumb child and i couldn't beat kingdom hearts one uh i got stuck in alice in wonderland world because i was like six (laughs) um so i didn't get to meet cloud until kingdom hearts 2 which as most people know he's even more edgy in that one and it's Horrible, <laughs> to say the least. Um, all I remember thinking when I first met him was just like, oh, his outfit's pretty cool. And that was the gist of it. Um, I, I, I actually <laughs> dig the KH1 costume for Cloud. Not, not going to lie. I like the I like Yeah, it's the better costume. than original. <laughs> but uh, so when I got to high school is when I met Final Fantasy VII fans. And uh, a lot of them were very, very adamant about how great their game is um, and they will shit talk Kingdom Hearts so for the longest time I actually hated Final Fantasy 7 I was like this game is stupid because all the fans are stupid <laughs> um, I don't I don't think Cloud's all that great <laughs> um, and I remember watching like, my boyfriend that I'm dating now but in high school we weren't dating at the time he was watching Advent Children it's kind of a funny story and I remember it was towards the end where Reno is, like, somewhere in there. And I was like, oh, that's Axel from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I know that voice everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> Just but look at all the white faces staring at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Great voice actor. Wait, 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 wait. They do have the same voice actor, right? It's Quentin Flynn. Quentin Flynn, right. yes. Quentin but... Flynn is in everything, though. Isn't he Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2? Yes, he is. He is yep. Raiden. He's he's a good voice actor. He's actually very, very good, but I feel like he gets typecast in these uh, roles like Liz was just talking about, like Axel from Hearts 2. The The charismatic, cool but charismatic Joker kind of maybe has a fucked up past almost. Or one of the characters in video gaming, period. 
Reno <laughs> is a weird one because his character in Final Fantasy VII, he's basically a bit of a wise guy, right? He's almost a, he's a he's one of the Turks, but he's almost like a, a he's the guy who's going to take dodgy deals under the table. He's kind of just a bit of a prick. Him in Advent Children is a completely different character, but they're not even remotely the same. We, no, we asked, I, actually, I actually had a discussion with somebody about who would, if they added a new optional party member, since we got in confirmation that Vincent and Yuffie are not optional in the remake, you have to get them. I kind of said mm-hmm. Reno for that exact reason, because he's the only Turk that I could see you finding a way to um, trick or either pay off to join your party. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Final Fantasy VII meant to me, because... You know, I'm not a very big into anime or anything like that, but my dad raised me with playing video games as a way to bond. And he was niche for his time because he loved RPGs. He loved the original Dragon Warrior, which nobody ever bought, the original <laughs> Final Fantasy. Um, of course, he loved um, Ultima and a lot of the, you know, text-based RPGs as well. And he got me into Final Fantasy. And, you know, obviously I was kind of too young to appreciate it. But he got me Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy IV, which at the time were two and three in America. Um, and I remember I had a cousin because we were a very poor family. And if I ever wanted to play new games, I had to borrow games from my cousin. And my cousin hated RPGs, hated Zelda, hated all that kind of stuff. He only liked action games. But I remember Final Fantasy VII came out. And he was at a friend's house and saw the motorcycle chase. And he bought the game. And then he played it all the way through. And so my first experience playing it was with him. And th- that was the first time my cousin ever asked to borrow my games. It was because he played Final Fantasy VII and then wanted to borrow six. Because he was like, wow, this game's incredible. I want to play the older ones. And so I think you can't, even if you don't like the game, you can't knock that seven essentially is what made people get interested in the franchise, like outside Japan. Will agree. I had the kid who played all the NASCAR games on PS1, and I was like, "You have a PS1, you should rent Final Fantasy VII because I'm going to rent Resident Evil this weekend." He was like, "Okay," and then he got stuck because he couldn't figure out how to get Jesse's foot unstuck in the beginning. And he's like, "This game sucks." But there are people, <laughs> there are people that are playing that that don't even play RPGs, and they're like, "What is the what is everybody talking about right now?" I think the legacy of Final Fantasy VII, and this is where members of the group are going to groan, but they have to fucking admit this is true. Final Fantasy VII is, it is the quintessential Final Fantasy game. It is the face of the fucking entire franchise. Like, whether you like it or not, it is the one that pops to mind when you say to people who aren't big Final Fantasy fans, when you when you mention the games to people that are just gamers, seven's the one they fucking mention. No, I, I'm looking no. at Lamar's little icon waiting for him to reply. <laughs> I mean, he's right, but fuck seven. That's my <laughs> that's that's my. But then that, that, that's that, that's an acceptable response, right? If you don't like it, you have to admit its impact on the friend. Like what we have today, but which we may not all like, right, where we are today, but Square built their fucking backbone off of that game. They almost ruined it with their stupid movie, despite how much money they made from that game. 
but they, their entire fucking being one of the biggest gaming companies in the world comes off of the back of seven. Like that's that's what it did for them, which is why they were flaking for so many years on remaking the fucking thing because they were scared they were going to fuck it up. And ironically, though, for Square Enix, I think they also took it in a bad route too. And Larissa will be happy. This is where I compliment Final Fantasy VIII for once, but. You know, Final Fantasy eight through ten, they tried some very new ideas. Similarly to Final Fantasy one, when they made two, the actual Final Fantasy two, they tried something completely different. And then they sold, but they expected them to sell like Final Fantasy seven did. And then I feel like after ten, outside of the MMOs, they've been trying to recreate Final Fantasy seven in every game they made, from the visual design to the motif to like themes they trying to replicate that one game instead of making new ideas for the franchise um actually you know 13 the, definitely you know final 13 is the most innovative final fantasy ever oh ironically <laughs> innovate me to try and kill myself that's all i wanted to do playing that game uh, <laughs> no lavar said unironically so lavar make your case <laughs> no i'm joking fuck that game <laughs> but um with seven sam was right with everything that he said about seven i think um but so i played seven first but when i played eight like obviously the story's you know confusing as shit so this time through and stuff but like stuff like the music and the graphics and everything were like so much like they were so different that I'm not going to say that's why it made it my favorite because it's my favorite for other reasons, but yeah. I, I will agree with you, though. When Final Fantasy like, eight... I, so, like, expectations would have been, like, set higher at that point. Then when, like, 9 came out, it was kind of like, okay, they're doing, uh, they're kind of going back to, like, the, the stuff with, like, one and just like kind of how even like everyone has their own like job class you know Zidane's the he's the thief Steiner's the he's the warrior uh Garnet's uh the white mage he's the black mage etc etc so you you actually hit a point there with that right so the reason I don't like Final Fantasy 8 uh, I, I recently played the remaster and I enjoyed it way more than I ever have done pre- playing it previously, but mostly because it was making me laugh and it was making me laugh unintentionally. And I was like, I can mean this and I can fucking mean that. And the whole way through it, it's like, you know, there's Cypher talking about, you know, you're a hard nut to crack, but I'm going to tell you my romantic dream. And I was like, he's talking about nothing and he's talking about his romantic dream. <laughs> like, so in my mind, I'm enjoying the game way more than, than needed. But following seven was a bastard for a game like eight, one hundred percent. Because when Final Fantasy, as it came out, and it came out, um, you know, a couple of years later, the whole seven had been huge, and I was like, eight is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for fucking Final Fantasy eight. I love seven so much. This is just going to be better, right? This is going to be better than what we previously had. And I put it on, and I was like, no, no, it's not. It's not better because, and I think a lot of people that played seven and when it originally came out felt let down by eight. But then when they got to nine, they were like, well, this is better than eight, right? So 
it could mm. be that nine isn't better than eight. It's just that eight felt like a disappointment, and that anything after a disappointment is going to feel good. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I will say, and I do want to give eight credit on this. I actually would make the argument that eight, for the time it came out, was the best looking game on the PS1. Yeah, visually. That I think like, that was like mostly like what drew me to it. Also, like I had mentioned uh, a bit earlier, like the graphics, like you know, it looked it looked more real. It was more um, stuff that you didn't see at that time because it came out in uh, what ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be fair, yeah, this is yeah. usually the case for Final Fantasy, though. So I don't want to give it credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've said like putting what what the vast is there. If you look at um, six, was obviously nearer the end of the the SNES console, right? And that six really pushed the SNES quite far. Um, and we spoke about this last week because we were trying to work out which came out first, Chrono Trigger or Six. Six came out after Chrono Trigger, which I, we all thought it was the other way around. But Six pushed the SNES as far as it could go at that point, right? When you got to Seven coming out, the PlayStation was kind of new and it pushed the limits of the PlayStation. Then when Eight came out, because they've been playing around with the system a little bit more, Again, it pushed the limits, and then when 9 came out at the tail end of the PlayStation 1, it was the best-looking thing you'd seen on the fucking console ever, 9, right? Then when you get to 10, no game on the PS2 looked as good as 10 did at the time 10 came out, and then that's kind of continued, even with 13. When that came out on the Xbox and PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, nothing looked as good as that. The game was shit, but it looked fantastic. So they've been doing it for a long time. Let's you know, one, this. Yeah, one of the original HD games to buy an HD TV for, along with like Resident Evil 4. That one makes thing, sense. One thing, and a lot of people know that 6 is actually my favorite um, in the series, but one thing that 7 did really well from 6 that I think 8 struggled with, which hurt 8, is that both 6 and 7 have complications in their plots. But overall, you have a cast of characters that's easily relatable. You can look at almost every character in both parties and be like, Scott, what he's about from his character design to his personality to his motivation, know what he's about. And a plot like in Final Fantasy VI, if you boil it down, it's like, hey, this empire is bad. Okay, this evil clown man destroyed the world. Let's get rid of him. You know the end goal. In seven. It's like you have this cast of super like identifiable characters, clear motivations, you know, memorable designs, and you go through the game knowing we gotta stop Shinra. You get to witness what Shinra does to people, and you have that motivation. Eight struggled, I think, because now that they had the technology to tell a more complicated plot, they might have went a little too far overboard and lost that. What makes six and seven such good games is that. There's a simple heart to the story to grab onto, whereas with eight, you kind you have to dig for it. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the story of eight, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this right now. The story of eight has way more focus than the story of nine. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Oh the yeah. Story- Nine, the, the, 
the antagonist's vision is not clearly laid out. It doesn't make any sense. Kuja wants to do something, maybe rule the world, but he he's going to die, and then what? He snaps because he learns he's going to die, and then and then he, what? He just doesn't want to die then? alone. That, that's, he doesn't that's want to die alone. Is that... He even wants to bring everyone with him, but he does... That's his... His, his whole point is he is scared to not exist anymore. Welcome back. Yeah, but... Yes, yeah, yeah, but Nine, like... Um, nine benefits so much from Eight because the gameplay for Eight was weird and the characters weren't nearly as memorable and kind of phased into each other. And then you get into Nine... It's got this weird, wacky cast. There's a guy that looks like a black mage and a rat and, like, some dude with dreads. That's the worst Final Fantasy character. Um, does, anybody all... remember, does anybody remember if 9 had a TV commercial or not? Because I know 7 and 8 both did, but 9 kind of went under the radar and still did well. 9 had a Pepsi commercial. Coca-Cola. also was coming out when it came out. I don't think I had, like, a trailer, though. I haven't seen one of those. But, like, Final Fantasy 7 and 8 both had, like, their own TV spot, like, 15-second commercials, like, during primetime. I'm pretty sure I tended to. Yeah, so did 10, but I don't remember if 9 ever did. I never saw it. It, 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 it had the same issue as... Wait. Levo- uh, Derek, wait. 10 <laughs> did have spots on Tsunami, don't forget. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that? Ten had yeah, spots on Tsunami. Dash oh, was I'm too young. Liz, we know. Unfortunately, <laughs> we know. But Ten had spots on Tsunami, bro. That shit was hard as hell. Wait, you guys have, you guys have to watch just, that episode of Two and a Half Men because they go into the game store because the little chunky kid is like, I want to rent the new Final Fantasy, and there's like a six-foot cardboard cutout like right behind him. They plug it so hard. Like, just shamelessly. Yeah, but then we have to watch Two and a Half Men. Why don't you do that? <laughs> it's better than watching Tyler Perry. I mean... It's oh. I mean, Charles... Charles Angel had Final Fantasy VIII cameo. But no, I, I just feel like Final Fantasy IX, you can make the argument whether it was better or worse than eight, but at the same time, it was memorable. It had a very memorable cast, a very memorable look, and also, unlike eight, it went, they actually made a smart move and had nine go back to a more traditional JRPG uh, gameplay system to counteract how many people had problems with eight's combat system. Here's my here's my commentary on that. Imagine Final Fantasy never went to the PlayStation. Okay? That is my idea. The Final Fantasy Nine idea of how all of the characters look and the entire gameplay and the world aesthetic, that is how Final Fantasy would look if it never went to the PlayStation. You understand what I'm saying? So if Final Fantasy VII happened on the N64 rather than the PlayStation 1, it would have looked like uh, Final Fantasy IX. That is why I don't like Final Fantasy IX. Quest 64 is the real Final Fantasy VII. Because the the 64 (laughs) had the Final Fantasy VI tech demo. So if anyone's seen the Final Fantasy VI tech demo, they are... Oh, I was so hyped. 
they are very similar to, to Nine's design, right? But if you go back to when they were originally planning Seven, they had like they made two other games off the back of what they had written down for Seven because they made Parasite Eve based off a lot of the shit they wanted in Seven, and they made Xeno Gears off of the back of any of the stuff they had in Seven, and neither of them are like the Nine style. So I think Seven still would have been highly sci-fi, um, cyberpunk, just in terms of how how it would have been, despite it being on the sixty-four. I honestly back think to the whole cyberpunk, uh, the theme of remember when you were talking about the late nineties, Sam. The one thing you didn't mention that kind of helped Final Fantasy VII sex success along in the late nineties was like remember the Matrix when everybody's all about the sci-fi electronic. It came out of the Ghost in the Shell, exactly. Yeah. No, all that shit was hugely popular. Like, and and like, even like uh, even other shit in the nineties that was popular that might not have been um, cyberpunk. But Dragon Ball was fucking huge. Dragon Ball Z was huge with the fucking big blonde hair and kind of fucking cloud has that. So like, it was very much. It's very much like a in that era. They just all that shit just fit into that game, like. Or Dragon Ball yeah, Z was on at four o'clock after school every day. Cartoon Network. Yeah. <laughs> I also just feel like, you know, it's weird to think about because we're so ingrained in this fandom, how much stuff from Final Fantasy VII is just iconic to the medium. Because I like to think of gaming like the way you do other art forms. It's like the Buster Sword, even Cloud himself, the Death of Aerith, like all of those things are like ingrained in gamer culture, even if you've never touched the PlayStation One in your life. Like, yeah. Ask any rando that plays video games, even semi-commonly, who dies in Final Fantasy VII, he'll be able to tell you who it is. Yeah, because yeah, shut up about it. Yeah, even in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, It was the deleted Eric scene lives. in Rick. <laughs> No, it was it Wait. was on the wall. What? Yeah, it's spray painted on the brick wall when they walk into the arcade. Yep. <laughs> and the same is uh, Ready ask. Player One. Cloud is in that too. So Ready Player One, and they have like all these like people coming to fight these avatars. Cloud is one of the avatars in that too. So like mm-hmm. from a, a pop culture reference, Seven is fucking like way up there it's the same as like metal gear you know it's just like mm-hmm. metal gear solid that is out of all the the games from that franchise solid metal gear solid just put that in a different completely different stratosphere as did seven and I, outside of those two examples of games that existed before the playstation that then came out on the playstation in, in some form of they'd be franchise or anything i think they're the two that come to mind straight away is metal gear solid and final fantasy 7 for just being like hugely um, pop culturally relevant. Here, here's the right. are like the the visuals and the storytelling and the sound. The soundtrack for Metal Gear Solid One is phenomenal. Harry Gregson Williams, classic jams. Like that was that had never been done in a video game before Metal Gear Solid. Yep. Here, here, here's a... But what does Lavar think of it? Okay. <laughs> Right. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I don't think what do you Solid. think of Metal Gear Solid? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like your... franchise. <laughs> what? I don't like, it, like 
let the thing break. Right. Understood. Understood. It sucks. I hate it. I mean, yeah, it sucks. sucks. Say it. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> Here's, here's the gaming conundrum that will get us really angry comments when this goes up. Which game, because they actually came out only one year apart from each other, which game from is more iconic? Final Fantasy VII or Ocarina of Time? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina I'm going to go. I'd say Final Fantasy VII because I'm taking seven when, too. when people mention fucking Zelda, they never ever mention a game. They just say Zelda. No, they no, usually they mention Ocarina of Time. It's Ocarina. Yeah, or Majora's Mask. Those are like the main two. Well, Majora's is the like the. I don't know. Like, yes and no. Ocarina is the most popular. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, well. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What? You did that again, Corey. There you go. Good job. One of you talk. Ocarina has been hyped up years for Nintendo Power. You were seeing articles about it in '95, uh, like years when they first started on it, and they just dropped little tidbits. That game had years and years and years to build up for the Zelda community to just get on board with it immediately. And okay. Seven, you didn't hear much about because of the whole fiasco with them uh, leaving Nintendo for the lack of storage capabilities and blah blah blah. So. Like, like Ocarina, the, like, Ocarina has a leg. No one owned the 64. The 64 was a flop. It didn't sell. Like in terms of like how many people played the Zelda games on the 64, no one fucking played them. No. Uh, I'm at, uh, Ocarina. I'm actually Ocarina gonna like argue. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam. It's, it's kind of true. I'm actually gonna argue with Final Fantasy VII because. Now, I will admit, at the time, Ocarina of Time had way more hype and anticipation. However, if we look, like, from our modern standpoint, the things that are popular about Zelda in, like, the mainstream in, like, our under- and how most people see gaming are stuff that was introduced in the first Zelda game. Link, Zelda, Ganondorf, Triforce, all that kind of stuff. Well, Ganondorf was Ocarina, but Ganon, the Pigman was in the earlier ones, but Final Fantasy VII came out, and you define an entire series, and in the West, an entire genre of gaming around one game. When most people that don't play JRPGs think JRPG, they're thinking Final Fantasy VII. Whereas when you say well, Zelda, wait. they're thinking... Huh? But wait. What about <laughs> Custom Robo? I keep asking you. You don't no one knows what that is. I it love Custom I have told you that. Out of the fucking 800,000 people that owned a 64, probably only 2% of them owned Custom Robo. No, it was GameCube and it was amazing. He's like talking about the same console. No one owned GameCube either. <laughs> How many people bought a GameCube? Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, look at the GameCube. I, I owned the GameCube. I loved the fucking GameCube. I thought the GameCube was great. No other cunt owned it, though. Like, it, that's why it died so quickly. It's like the Dreamcast. I loved the fucking Dreamcast. I thought the Dreamcast was great, but no one fucking owned it. Right. I, fucking I, idiot. I'm, I'm going to say, though, if the GameCube did not have Super Smash Brothers Melee 
and it didn't have um fucking uh Animal Crossing right. like that the console would be just like eh. It's like Smash Melee basically the saved the GameCube. Wind Waker. Okay, yeah. Smash Melee was so popular that almost like they said by a margin of like a hundred thousand, almost everybody that owned a GameCube owned that one game. What did Lavar say though? What? I don't say anything. But didn't the GameCube also have the very first release of Resident Evil 4 and the original Resident Evil 1 remake? Yeah, but would they have gone on that console without Melee? I don't know, Fair. man. I, the reason I bought it was to play, was to play the uh, Metal Gear um, remake. That's why I bought, I bought a game to play that. Twin Snakes? Yeah. I just got a GameCube because they didn't think I would break it. Cause I was oh, playing. Tales of Symphonia is another one that sold me on the GameCube. The best game on there. Is nobody going to mention how the Game Boy player is the best part about the GameCube? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Because nobody knows about that capability. Even people who (laughs) owned a GameCube didn't know about about it. Advanced capability player with that fucking console, dude. I played fucking Smash Brothers. You understand what I'm saying? Melee with that console. Super Mario Sunshine, uh, anything that came out on it. Wind Waker, like Liz was saying. That was my bread. Derek, shut the fuck up for five seconds. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, I was playing some Wind Waker on that shit. You know what I mean? That was oh, my shit. Man, the Tingle Tuner. The Tingle Tuner with Wind Waker, though. I would annoy my older brother with it. If he made me mad, I would yes. just spam the Tingle button <laughs> to piss him off. Annoy your but, parents as well. I'm going to play Twilight Princess and then dismiss the series. That's my experience. It's just, it's just unfortunate well, for the GameCube that its uh, brother in the other yard was the best console ever made. Which one? The PS2. PS2. The uh, PS2 is the best. Not, I wouldn't say. Whoa, you got a lot of competition in that category. You understand what I'm saying now? Fucking yeah, I know. Dreamcast, <laughs> Dreamcast being the pioneer of the second generation of all consoles. You're gonna tell me the original Soul Caliber? Listen to me. The original Soul Caliber, Derek. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. But the PlayStation oh, 2's library is so fucking good, people are still making games for the thing. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica? Come on. That's the best thing the Dreamcast ever did was Code Veronica, for sure. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh. People are making games for the PlayStation 2 library because they can now emulate and mod that on their personal computers. The personal computers have caught up to where the PlayStation 2 was. Yeah, I mean... I was talking about, like, do you guys remember when the PlayStation 3 came out, how many developers made games for the PlayStation 2 in conjunction just because of how big its user base was? Like, they make a PS2 and a PS3 version? Yeah, they did that for a while. You know what the real tragedy of all this is? Is that when the GameCube came out, 
some motherfuckers were buying an Xbox, the original Xbox, instead of a GameCube. Oh. My shit literally blew up. I don't know how, but it did. <laughs> because of Halo. Well, not only Halo, but remember when the Xbox came out, they just took a bunch of games that were already popular, like Onimusha, Silent Hill 2, and they added content. So, like, if you had the money to buy an Xbox and you love those games, it's like, holy shit, why would I not play the super special Silent Hill 2? Also, Halo 2 is still my favorite FPS. I like Halo 3. I think I I still just Doom 2, you know? I think just or like, uh, or like Quake Arena, you know, that was such a fucking fun game to play against other people. <coughs> oh, yeah, the id games were so good. Quake 3, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Okay. Please, wait, please don't forget about Unreal Tournament. Can we just take a second to remember that game? Because that shit. Woo! I don't know what was about that game. Oh. That game fucking slaps. Wait, do you remember <laughs> time splitters? Time splitters. Time splitters? Tell, you, tell, tell me yeah. you remember that game. Time like splitters was like the golden eye for PS2. <laughs> that game was amazing. What'd you say, Sam? No, no, yeah, time splitters uh, for the PlayStation 2. That game was the shit. Like, I'd have my mates round. We'd all jump on different controllers and play that against each other. Um, the story mode was okay, but the fucking two-player, three-player, four-player was fucking incredible. You could, uh, with Time Splitters, I don't remember which iteration, whether it was one or two, but you could just... I think you could do a sandbox mode in both versions, create, create your own maps and just let your fucking friends... Uh, go through those maps like I remember like I played it with my cousins and this was one of those games where when I spent summers with my cousins we got it off the rack at uh, Sam's Club or one of the wholesale stores we just got time splitters off the rack and we played that shit and then we played uh, time splitters too and we started making our own maps and letting each other like venture through those maps and just fucking with each other like heavily just like putting no healing packs around just like but you understand what i'm you understand what i mean like like making the toughest mazes with no healing items around like this shit was amazing the story was even good too from what i remember as like a 10 year old kid yeah, it was, it was just going through time, obviously, and going to different places and, and doing shit. Like, that's basically what the, the, the story was. But the story wasn't bad for the time. It was fun just to go to different time periods and fuck shit up with a Tommy gun. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you not do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... So looking at those those gold Other era than stuff, having... right? So a lot of people would say that that era, especially the PlayStation Two, I mean we know it's the best selling console of all time. That's that's just a fact today. And there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a reason as well, right? The best like, one. If you look, if you look at that PlayStation Two era, if you were to look at games by Square, Square, or or or, um, or Enix, like. When you think of the PS2, what is the biggest game they made on those on that 
in your mind? Need for Speed Underground 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 and Final Fantasy 10 mostly. Yeah, no, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy X also. Uh, that's a really Derek? good question, honestly. When you really in terms of the best on. for me, but that's like just me. <laughs> like for the launch of the PS2, and they were trying to come up with titles. Obviously, Square threw a load of money into the bouncer, which I thought sucked. Right, I thought the bouncer sucked when I played it. But the when I played cool you shut your brain off. When I've met people like about in the group, people like fucking defending it. It's some sort of cult classic bouncer. They probably played it's, it as kids. It's like one of those yeah. just so bad is good things, kind of. It's like that. I guess I, fucking I, I was Wasn't, there not wasn't the bouncer a launch title? I think it might have been a launch title, yeah. I don't know. So it, it kind of it looked really good for its time. And like, oh, look at all this going on. So yeah, it has to be nostalgia for people that defend the bouncer. Yeah, or looking maybe at it's it, good, dude. Maybe it's just good. He, I only know him as that dude that looks like what Tetsu Nomura wanted Sora to look like. Yeah. But he wanted Sora to look like a furry. So you're wrong. Yeah, it was like half lion boy. He had the he had the fucking like. Uh, no, he had this uh, choker that had like a bone on it. Like, if someone said to you, if someone took Scion or whatever the fuck he's called in the bouncer and said, this is Sora as an adult, and you had never ever heard of the bouncer, you would go, yeah, that makes sense. Like, straight away, a, you, you would agree that's what you would think. Oh, yeah, Final Fantasy 12 came out. I forgot about that. <laughs> Ugh, I don't want to talk about 12. <laughs> Leave 12 alone. Wait, Scion's design from the bouncer just looks like he's fucking wet at all times. Like, like he's fucking champ. Like, like a torrential downpour just fell on him, and now his shorts carry that burden. You understand what I'm saying? It's like wet his, leather. His jacket looks like a raincoat. Time. You're not kidding. His yeah, exactly. His shorts. Like a really bad night raincoat. Dude, his fucking shorts look like he was ill-prepared for a torrential downpour. It's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, that kind of, course, of character is... I think... I think Remora's been... Was shitty. I genuinely think he was trying to design Sora since he first designed Zell. Right? If you look at Zell, and then you look at Scion in the Bouncer, like... There is a correlation between those. Like he was just moving ah. one step further to get into this one <laughs> character that he wanted. And the now it's Noctis. No, the more has to censor his cringe. Like it has to go through one vessel. That's what the inspiration between uh, Kingdom Hearts' bad guys was. Was the constant reincarnation of cringe across different <laughs> games. You have to have that one vehicle for it. That's so, what the yeah. darkness really is. The darkness is just cringe. <laughs> it's just every time Namor gets an idea, he'll have like ten. One of them's good, nine of them are cringe, but he only gets a shot at one. <laughs> one of the worst thing about because at least mentioned Noctis. The worst thing about Noctis's design is that he kind of based Noctis on himself. Like <laughs> Yeah. I knew it. I knew it was I knew it was a self insert. I knew it. Yeah, I had dude. a good feeling. Not to, not to change no more. We all know this. Yeah. 
it's like, <laughs> it's like meant to be based on himself. And that when you actually look at 15 and the way Noctis is, it says so much about Nomura as a person that that is his avatar that he designed. Like, it's quite yeah, he's cool as fuck, dude. You're just jealous. Wait. Wait. And I'm going to challenge this. I'm going to because I don't like Final Fantasy 15. I like what they tried to do originally with Versus 13. But Final Fantasy 15, I do not fuck with. But the self-insert is not original to Nomura in the way that if you look like an anime, uh, if you look at an anime like Neon Genesis Evangelion, you cannot tell me that Shinji, the protagonist, is not a self-insert directly from the guy who made that fucking show. That shit is way too creepy and detailed to not be created by a guy who put himself in the main character's shoes. You understand what I'm saying? That happens, that happens all the time, though. Like, um, if you look oh, at... Uh, yeah. Like, Especially, like, it's like kind of shit, they all do that. Go ahead, Lavar. what'd you say? Like, every harm anime does that. Every isekai yeah. anime does that. It's, it's pretty common. <laughs> and just look at Shigeru Miyamoto. He, inside, feels like a fat Italian man. And he made Mario. And I think that. <laughs> I think Miyamoto, he's trans race. Liz, respect him. Uh, Miyamoto was <laughs> stunning and brave. And that's, I feel like, what we need to say. But if, you, if you look at, um, like I said, Hideo Kojima has made, if you listen to interviews with him, has major issues with his dad, with the way he was brought up, with, um, like, you know, like anything to do with his family. And then you play Metal Gear and you're like, yeah, clearly. Like, <laughs> wait, hold, hold up, hold up real quick. Uh, Kojima's dad died when he was 13. So a lot of the uh, themes with Snake's dad and such being big boss are like a love letter to his dad that he didn't get a chance to know. Yeah. Oh, makes just sense. dealing with that. And like, even, um, he's the, the, whatever the fuck that parcel delivery bullshit that came out was right. Even that is meant to be dealing with him leaving Konami. Like it's another, like this, there's nods to like being told you couldn't do this and being told what to do and being handled a certain way that like he put that in that, fucking bullshit game that I paid for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Not only that, but also PT, right? Like the, well, PT's, the... Full of, yeah, PT's full of references to it. No, and like if you look at a game like PT, if you look at something like Death Stranding, like it, it looks like Sony is very much about to collaborate with uh, uh, Kojima on something. Correct? So it, like the vision that he had originally for Metal Gear Solid, uh, warped as it was over time, is coming back full circle to what I think he more wants to do. You understand what I'm saying? It, there are a lot of references in uh, the new Kojima game uh, about how he's like a self employed guy. His brand is his last name, just like Kojima. The, there's articles about it. If you look it up, it's like a parallel to like where his life is going right now. They're pretty crazy. Yeah, and he's been doing this for 20, 30 fucking years. You know, he's always, 
Kojima has always done that. But like with what John's saying about with Sony and about where it's going, whether or not you like that game, Death Stranding, that's the name of it. I forgot it. I, I couldn't get into it. And it's just a game that like I literally played for maybe 20 minutes to an hour max and was like, fuck this shit. But what Sony do that no other games console has been smart enough to do is pump money into someone like a Kojima or pump money into uh, like different development. Sony have done it to a point where exclusives is almost a Sony thing. Like while other games do get exclusives, when you think of a company that releases games just for them, you instantly think of Sony. Right. Like I wouldn't think of, uh, I wouldn't think Final Fantasy 15 would be released on the Xbox, was it? It was. It is currently on Game Pass. Uh, I think the, the Royal Edition is on Game Pass. Final Fantasy 15 was for me. What'd you say, Derek? I said Nintendo is the one that comes to me because literally the only thing that's kept Nintendo alive is the fact that you have to buy their console to play their games. It's true. Right. Mario and Zelda. But I see Nintendo as kind of like how Apple is. Nintendo make for Nintendo and they don't really... They, they make for their fan base and their users and they're not thinking about pulling in new users. They don't really think about grabbing anyone. You know, the guy who plays the Xbox and the, or the kid who's playing Fortnite for fucking 75 hours a week. Nintendo aren't thinking of how can we get him on our console. Um, just like with Apple, aren't thinking how can we get Android users. They just make for their audience and stick to that. I think that's what Nintendo do, which is different in a way to the others. Yeah, you got a real point, especially when you look at how bad Sony's tried to emulate what Nintendo has. Because you don't, when you think of Nintendo, you actually do think family friendly. But do you really think that with a PlayStation? No. I think heads eyes before they cut it off. (laughs) That that was shitty. Like, Nintendo has a brand that's almost like Disney. Like, the brand is too big to fail. Yeah. And and the thing with Nintendo with that as well is that when you're saying that is, like, when I think of Nintendo, as you said, I think of my childhood. Even though I've played Nintendo more out of my childhood than I have in my childhood now, I still think of my childhood. That's the first thing, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, my childhood, or, like, my mid-teens and first, like, being, like, 14 or something and Pokemon coming out and, like, talking to my friends at school about it. Like, those are the memories that come to mind more than anything they've done since despite me liking what they've done since, a lot more, you know? Yeah, and Nintendo, that, that they have that power, but the thing is, why they got to be careful with that business model, too, is that you're getting new um, ages of gamers that are coming up that a lot of them have never even played a Nintendo console, which is crazy to think about, like, for any of us, but for these new kids, Nintendo's not really nostalgic for them. It's the Xbox now. <laughs> Or whatever they bought Fortnite on in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's it's Roblox, like some of them even play on the bar. They just play Roblox. Like Corey. Roblox. They just play Roblox. Trash. <laughs> it's kind of like a lot of these kids are going to be nostalgic for the PlayStation or the Xbox. So Nintendo needs to realize they can't run on nostalgia alone going forward. 
they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, they've been doing yeah, it for a They'll do it until the millennial die. They've had flops, right? The Wii, it wasn't as big as they wanted. The Wii U was a massive flop. Um, yep. The Game Boy Advance and the SP didn't do as well as the Game Boy did. But somehow they've managed to stay 100% relevant all this time. It's the DS. It, it kind of saved their ass. The DS <laughs> was amazing. It saved well, their ass the, the, original, the original Game Boy was super popular because it was $89 compared to uh, the next thing that came out was the Game Gear from Sega. And that was over 200 at the time. So most parents bought their kids a Game Boy at that time. It's the same with the DS versus the PSP. Like, more people yep. bought DSs over PSPs because of the price. Uh, it's Tragic. hard to say which one, which one's better because, like, I'm mean, gonna have to go with the DS because, like, I played it a lot more than my, my PSP. But then, when you look at something like the PS Vita and you could get online and download all those PS1 games, that was a fantastic console, and no one bought that thing. Like, the Vita yeah. did not sell at all, like, no one wanted it. The Vita was just better. so expensive. Yeah, no one was going to buy that. Yeah. But I have a Vita, and I love it. I just wish that I would have gotten on board with it sooner. It was just like buying a whole new console. It was just ridiculously overpriced forever. Yeah. Even I mean, that's now, why... Even if, you try, even if you try and buy one now, like, for me, it's it's like £100. So, you know, it's like it's over $100 to buy a second-hand one now. Because people know with all the home brews that go on now, and you can get all this like hack shit in it, like they're they're expensive to buy even now. Yep. Yep. So getting back to Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> can we not? <laughs> yeah, can we not? <laughs> I just play mobile games, dude. So I don't you want, want to say something? Do you? Do you remember how hard Square Enix tried to push Lightning as like the next Laura Croft? Like when Laura Croft came out, they kept putting her in magazines like Playboy and stuff like that, and they tried to do that for Lightning, <laughs> and it just failed miserably. She doesn't yeah, even Lightning's have titties, dude. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> no, so far, they they gave her titties in the third game. Remember, they boosted her from like a size A to a size B. They're not big enough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me is is kind of like a, she reminds me of like character design wise she reminds me of ash from 12 with pink wig on like but less of a personality like to choose that as your avatar yeah, of like ash had no personality <laughs> well true but, but i'm saying less of a personality right so lightning had even less of a personality um, the weird thing with, with that, with pushing Lightning, they wanted Lightning to be the new face of the company. Um, I, I guess they'd grown, grown tired of Cloud being the face of the company. So what they decided to do was try and make Cloud as a woman. But, I, but, yeah, but forgotten, everything, forgotten everything that people liked about Cloud to begin with. Yeah. Noctis is a new face, so you had to deal with that. Yeah. And they, noodles. Yeah, and they have forced for these like super serious and like uh, uh, the shallow appearance of complexity kind of protagonist. Like they forgot that really what made Cloud likable in Seven, why people attached to him, was the humanity. Like all of us have felt like we wanted to try to act cool to fit in. 
all of us have had crisis with our identity and stuff like that. Whereas lightning like has almost like an inhuman like lowness of humor and characterization. So mm-hmm. you can't relate to her. She doesn't feel like a person. No. Yeah. She's, she's like human. she's probably the least relatable character in her own game. Like you relate to Snow more than her, and that's fucking sad. <laughs> God, I hate and Snow. I, and obviously, the best character in that entire game has got to be Saz, right? Yeah. Yeah. By far. I love Saz. Like, he, he's, he's like, his motives are understandable with his son. Like, he, even down to, like, oh, he's got a, a fucking a chocobo in his hair, right? But that mm-hmm. is just because he wants to protect something, because he failed to protect his son. Like, this is... Like his motivations actually make fucking sense. Lightning's vo- motivations are what? I don't like the guy that my um, my sister's fucking. Like, that's literally her motivation. I don't <laughs> like the guy my sister's fucking. Like, that's it. It was. It, I mean, to be fair, it was mostly she didn't want to lose her sister because her parents died. That's mostly what it was. I thought her dad was still alive. No, they both died, and she oh. had to take her her, so she, she was like, "Don't want that shit." Well, they had to atone for their sins somehow. She was also a complete character <laughs> as well. They kind of made her like, uh, even with someone like if you if you look at Cloud because he was definitely an influence on her, um, or if you were to look at School as well, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them had some sort of military esque feel to them. But with Cloud, it was a lie. So he was lying about being in the military. He was lying about who he was. He was lying about like where he was in the world and like you know what his actual background was. And with Squall, he was a cadet. He hadn't made it to being an elite. You see him growing to being an elite. With Lightning, it's like she's the best of the best from the start of the game. Like you're just given her as like this is it. She you can't get better than her. Um, and now we're going to watch her not really grow as a person, not really change as a person, and continue to be the same. No, she mm-hmm. kind of changed a little bit, kind of, but not much. She still sucked. Her developer I mean, like, equal to squalls. She, she learned to care about the other party members to an extent. You're right. So she changed in that, that aspect. She learned to um, show some sort of like, actually, I care about these people. Whereas at the beginning, she's like, I don't care about you. And I don't like any of you. And I've got a mission to do. So she changed in that aspect. But even just like, you didn't see that growth. Like it's not like with Walker where you see him go from being like this racist guy who hates the Albed to kind of having it out with uh, Riku and coming to an understanding that his religion is a lie and all this other stuff. Like you see him grow that way with lightning. You don't get to see her grow to like these people. She just suddenly starts liking them. You see her grow to like hope and that's it. <laughs> then she just has like everyone else. Her whole character arc is her being okay with the guy that her little sister wants to marry. I mean, it's kind of whack. You don't really have a choice. Yep. Yep. She died it Lightning so has a big... Lightning has her own backstory with the uh, the Guardian core, right? In... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Lestalem or some shit like that. The Lestalem's Somebody 15. said... That's Somebody thing, yeah. said she lives on Margaritaville, and that was like the most perfect description <laughs> of where she lives. Like, uh, what's it called? Not Balam, not Lestalem, some old bullshit. 
but she lives there. It, it's like from that, from what you get from her introduction in the game of being a, uh, a Guardian Corps soldier and one of the top Guardian Corps, Corps soldiers in like Listan, you don't get much more than that other than she had to be tough because her parents died and her her little sister had nobody to look up to. Okay, that's great, but at the same time, like it, around her and around her, there's her development. There's like no explanation really of the world. The, there's an ex- explanation of like what she's going through and what her friends are going through, like when they go to the Ark uh, because they're Lassie or whatever and they're hunted. But there's there's nothing there. Substantial, if the game would have started, John, right, and you start on that train and you're going to be taken to basically a death camp, right? That, that's the point of that opening bit on the train. If they had just opened the game saying, like, these prisoners are to be executed, they are from this place that we fucking hate, they were there, like, if they had actually explained some of that shit. I don't think people would have as many problems with 13 as they do. It's like what they did was talk in the code and the language of that world and expect you to know it. No, because I think they made that clear, but they didn't follow up with it. That's my problem. It's just like there's the Holocaust going on in the beginning of the universe of Final Fantasy Thirteen that like nobody talks about. It's le- legitimately like anybody that they believe to be a lessee is being carted off on trains to camps that will potentially lead to their death that nobody talks about. And then Lightning is on one of these trains, and Saz is on the same train as her. And then there's Snow, who just is determined to be a, a hero, whatever the fuck that means kills some little kid's mom and now he hates snow so it, it, it's a mess of just bad storytelling really but even how you said it there is better than how they do it in the game because True. with the hindsight of us all playing the game and of all being involved in the community and stuff we know what a lassie and a falsy is when you first play the game and they're like they're coming from cocoon and uh, they're Fauci and we're there. Do you like what the fuck does this even mean? You you get a small cutscene about Lightning being in the Guardian Corps and her facing off against uh, a true um, a guard who's with uh, Psy Psycom Psycom You get a little bit of that. Like to me, the issue is not that the internal struggle within the military is not explained. I think it's explained fair enough. It's just her motivation as a character is to protect her little sister. And it's just, it's, it's very weak. That's, it's hard to explain, but like lightning, all she wants is to protect her little sister who has been turned into stone. So now she has to like reverse her little sister's curse. It's not built up well enough, really. Yeah. I mean, when I played through, 
I mean, they give you like zero tests with the serum before that point, uh-huh. so it was it was pointless. Like from the get go, <laughs> she was just there. I mean, I didn't even. Yeah, even when I was playing, it was like the part with Sarah. Like I was aware that that was her sister, but I'm like, do I care that she's a crystal now? No, also, yeah, she I just didn't... she just popped up and turned into a crystal, and then they showed one cutscene with her and Snow yeah. and one cared about. Yeah, I mean, heck, I didn't even really know what was going on. I didn't know that they were being shipped off to like their death in that train. Like I kind of knew they were going somewhere, but. It just seemed like it seemed like they were trying to uh, expedite Lightning's reason for being a character, rather than they were trying to create a, a an organic world where a story existed that people could lash onto, something that made sense. It, it felt like they were just trying to give a reason for a character to exist. The same was true for Snow. The same was, I like. I hate to say it. The same was true for also Saz, who was probably the best character in that game, as Sam said. But it, it was because his motives were realistic. Nobody, no other character in the game had realistic motives other than the Australian top dyke who wanted to protect the Australian bottom dyke. Vanille. Like, that was I think, it. I think Hope wanted to murder fucking Snow was a valid motivation. At least. <laughs> that was valid. I just wish there, there was more to it. There should have been more to it, is all. The issue if is, you to... like, everything to do with the military in that game is just completely under, underused. So it makes no sense. Like, their main character is a mercenary, but they explain nothing about the organization she works for. Well, well I'll tell you what, Lavar. I'll tell you what. With the words they use, like a Falci and a Lassie, and they just throw them out at you. Like, it's not the first Final Fantasy game to make up its own words, right? But when you play Six, and Six opens, they tell you what a Magitech Knight is. They tell you what it is. When you're there in the suit, they tell you it's the suit. They tell you it belongs to the Empire. They tell you that there are rebels. When they say about digging up an Esper, they explain what an Esper is. They don't just go... We're in our Magitech outfits and we're going to get an Esper and expect you to know what it is. 13 does that. It, it, it says this shit and expect you already to know what they're talking about. Like we belong to that world. Whereas 6 will, will explain to you straight away what all these little things are. They're called the Returners. They explain who the Returners are, why they're that way. And then 7 does it. They don't just sit there and go, Mako, yeah, we're going to blow a Mako reactor up. And uh, we're fighting against the Shinra. And you're like, what's Mako? Who are the Shinra? They tell you Mako is being sucked out of the planet. It is powering these reactors. They tell you Shinra and, uh, are an electric company, a corporation, that are responsible for sucking out the planet. So while they use these made-up words, Shinra, Mako, you know, Magitech, they tell you what those things are. 13 does none of that in the beginning. It takes you halfway through the game to fully understand what the fuck they're talking about. And then reading all those little documents to know what you're thinking about as well. If I feel like I they explained everything. I feel like I feel like they explained them. The only one they didn't explain well was the actual fallacy. Like I knew what a seeth and a lissy was instantly because that was simple. But when they kept mentioning fallacy, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" That was my issue with it. I almost like. Thirteen is just there to make you forget that they didn't really build a world around it. 
you might be right there, yeah. They're there just because they didn't build a world around it, yeah. It's it's super simple, but like I agree with what Lavar said as far as a a Lissy and a um see like when they turn into crystal like that was explained immediately like within the first uh sequence of the game yeah like when you first ran into one they said it there's nothing substantial about it like when you play final fantasy 7 uh and uh souls are being mined from the life stream to create the life energy of the planet make electricity or whatever uh there's there's something deep to that there's nothing deep in the lore of Final Fantasy 13. Like it, it makes sense. Like to me, I didn't have the same problem that Sam had. Like I, I kind of got other than the Falsy. Like I never understood the Falsy. Like I got the Lussy, and I got the Seath. They needed to perform a certain mission to be turned out of Crystal or whatever. But at the and even then, it's confusing. Like, th- there's nothing there. There's no point to it other than it happens to facilitate the plot of a game and then a trilogy of games that equally make no sense. There's no point. I think the issue is that, like, 13 and 15 both operate on this theme of faith, on fate. So it's, like, not relatable to anyone because nobody yeah. has control of it. And so it's like, That's what the fuck are we going to do about this? kind of like that idea. That's a new one. I like it. Yeah. That's like the central thing for both games. And I think I think I think Type Zero 2? I don't remember. I haven't played the game in a while. But that was like their whole thing. And they did it terribly. Being based on that same principle and that's kind of an underrated gem though. Oh, you got a Lost Odyssey kind of follows the same model but didn't turn out nearly as bad. Uh, I never Didn't sell it, unfortunately. It, it was a great game, but Lost Odyssey was a great game. But fuck me, there is so much reading in that game. Like yeah. when you find those little, like man, it's just like fucking hell. Like how much do you expect me to sit? Like you, you're giving me novels and novels and novels to read in a game. Like it's, just let it's me play the. It. Yeah, they force those random dream sequence cutscenes on you where they make you read a whole short book, and I, you can skip all those. I don't think you need to watch any of those for any reason. I skip them all, all the time. They're completely pointless to the story. That's the that's main. hate in there. Yeah. You were saying that near the vault. Yeah, they, they did the exact same thing in there. Like, through, through Kane's entire story... 80% of it is like text. So you'd probably hate that. <laughs> it, it's not it's that not... I have no time for the text because I do. Because like if you play six or you play um, no, I mean seven, like it's a wall of text. Like it's basically a book or essay. <laughs> yeah. Like one that, sentence. That's, like that's one exactly sentence. what the does. It does the same thing. It just gives you a wall of text to read. And then when you're done with that wall of text and you press X, uh, you press X you get another wall of text, and you go, oh, fuck, this isn't over yet. Yep. Like, you know it's the not part awesome. in Near Armada where, like, 9S is speaking to um, Eve, and it's nothing but text? That happened yep. for, like, that happened, that happened for, like, an hour, and they're just gift on, whatever, fuck, replicant. Like, you had to read it for, like, an hour to that shit. To finish oh, it. Shit. It, was, it, was, it, it, it was a lot. <laughs> 
it's not always a bad thing. Like in Dark Souls, you have to do a lot of reading if you want to learn the lore. Um, Dark Souls. Witcher, there's lots of books in Witcher. Same with Elder Scrolls. It's usually somehow pertinent to the world. It's just like games like Lost Odyssey just didn't execute it very well. No, and unfortunately, because the game was actually a lot of fun to play. Like it, it was, it was a nice game, and, it, and the world building was good, and the voice acting was good. But man, that reading all that shit is just, it's, it's, you know, they could have had someone read it out to you as a voice actor, and it wouldn't have had the same effect of you sitting there getting bored halfway through it. Right, because they're like fifteen pages long or more. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, looking at this, like everyone, everyone looks tired now. Like we've been, we've all been drinking ahead of the fucking night as well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm now pretty, pretty pissed. As a celebration episode, right? And uh, just, just how, how, uh, you know, what, what this episode span, and we've had a great chat and a great conversation. Uh, but I think we are nearing the end now. I'll start with Lavar. Um, have you got anything like to the group or to the fandom, Square Enix fandom as a whole, that you would like to say? A positive, a positive one, though, not a negative one, a positive one. <laughs> Leave Kingdom Hearts alone. Try it. It's fine. <laughs> it's not bad. Just play it. Okay, so here, here. That's a good one. Uh, and Liz, what, what have you got to add? For me. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, same. Uh, leave Kingdom Hearts like alone. Give it a chance. Uh, also, like 15's not that bad. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, like after so, I so a lot of people like 12, and there are these people that really like um, 13. I don't know how, but I I would say 15's better than 12 and better than um, 13 easily. Mm. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and that's the, that's an unpopular opinion because twelve has got a huge fan base. But I'd, I would say fifteen is better than better than twelve, just in the long run. In like, in general, twelve kind of, uh, from a story standpoint and character standpoint, just didn't do it for me at all. Twelve needs like, twelve needs a remake. Honestly, like it needs to be retold at least. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So we'll go to Corey. Uh, have you got like a little message to the fandom as as a whole? Uh, try and keep it positive. But if you can't, then then you can't. But if you, to to the people listening to this, people in our group especially, what what would you have to say? Stop downloading mobile games and giving them your money. That's nah, all. I will not. <laughs> well, I don't give the money, so we're fine. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're all right then. Don't worry. <laughs> Derek. I would like to say on a positive note that I've met some really good friends through this fan base, uh, played a lot of games that are going to stick with me forever, and uh, I hope we can keep making some really good fucking memes till we hit 10k. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Larissa, have you got anything to say? I do. Um, So, 10k is the... uh, 10k is the next goal but Derek kind of stole my fucking speech but um I'm very glad for the people Dude, that I'm out of it <laughs> but I'm definitely glad <laughs> I'm glad for the 
I'm happy for the um the people that I've met in this community, everything, like you guys, how much like work we put into this, you know, between this guy or six, square posting, everything, like it's 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 so worth it. Like you guys are the best team. We have like some of the best followers. We have we're just I, I just think we're overall great and we should just keep it up and everyone else should. Yeah, no, that I I, mean, I couldn't say any better than that. Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, we've managed to think. So, obviously, there were groups around before Square Posting. Square Posting is about six months old. Uh, this guy, Sick, about a month ago, had its year anniversary of me creating it and getting episodes out and doing stuff. So, if we take it from this guy, Six, con- conception till now, like a year, I, I think we should all be quite proud of what we've done as a collective in that course of a year. Yeah, dude, we're great. Everyone else sucks, yeah. but we're great. Yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good. Everyone else sucks, but I was right. So, yeah, like, um, like, I think that's a nice place to end this. Uh, it's been great chatting to you all. This is, if you couldn't tell, because, like, we had quite a lot to say, this is the first time we have all jumped on the headsets and chatted to each other in this manner. And not only is it the first time we've all done it, this is the first time we've done it and decided, you know what, we're going to record this and we're going to let people listen to it. So there could be people going, oh, I hated it. Well, listen, this is the first time we've done it. We'll try and do it again better next time. If you didn't like it, fucking tell us what you didn't like about it. But don't just sit there whinging. Say, um, if you did like it, thanks for liking it. Thanks for enjoying it. Uh, and, yeah, stick with us. Stick with Square Posting. Stick with this guy's sick. Come join our Discord. Come chat there. We've got a... Uh, We've got a tabletop RPG that myself and John and a few others, Jacob and stuff that are around, have been writing, and we're going to try and play that live. And we're going to probably play that on Discord for people to tune in and listen and, and join in and have a go at that. Um, and we've got like more competitions coming up. I know Liz might want to speak on those a little bit, the, the competitions and the, the tournament. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's more of like it's been more of a collaboration between Derek, John, and I. I think John's hosting the next one. I don't know yeah. if he's still here. Uh, um, I think John died. I think he drunk so much that he, uh, he just... <laughs> I think that's why I'm with John. Um, yeah, and the next one is going to be like a, a runners-up tournament type thing of, of people from the husband, though, and uh, waifu. Is that correct? Uh, Derek... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually, um, we, we kind of felt that one might be redundant. And we know people might have been disappointed by that because we talked about it. So what we did is we came up with one that we think they'll get equally as excited for that I'll be hosting because John said he didn't want to deal with the cringe. And that is <laughs> uh, we, uh, strongest uh, Square Enix character that uh, is non-cosmic. So basically any non-cosmic screen its character which one would kick all the other one's asses that's crazy. frog yeah it could be frog again yeah um, would be cosmic john woke up from his drink coma by the looks of it he, he kind of he's kind of come back um so when john's ready has he got a final message before before we we uh call it quits before we shut down today john do you have a final message to to, to our listeners and to the community as a whole. Uh, he doesn't. There you go. 
John, muted. You okay? John, 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 you're on mute and um, you're talking, but you are actually on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. All right. So, like I was saying, there's a lot of things to unpack here. It sounds like you guys might have been talking about a strongest characters tournament. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is that okay? From what I understand personally, I feel like Ishtola, and I've never played Final Fantasy fourteen, but like Ishtola sounds like an impossibly strong Square Enix character. Um, other than that, maybe like Lavos or something from Chrono Trigger, maybe like those are my suggestions for that. Uh, final words. Stop fucking around in the group. Just like post fucking content. Like I don't know what else to tell you. It, it, it's very simple. Like you post a meme. Like we don't care who you want to fuck, be they frogs or humans. Like just post something funny. And you wanting to fuck a frog is not usually funny. Sometimes it is, but like it, when you post a picture of yourself fucking a frog, it's not that funny. So just. Like post something. <laughs> if you post like, something stop. funny, if, if you post something funny and you post a meme, you will get our attention with that. Like we've noticed people before, and we've ended up kind of pulling people a little bit closer to this sort of inner circle, off of the back of them being really fucking funny. So, like, don't let that deter you. Like, if you've got an idea, fucking throw it out there because. We will notice it, and we will we will like it, and and probably reach out to you for going. Fuck, your content's pretty fucking good. Do you want to do some more? Do you want to do you want to join in some other shit? Like, one hundred percent, and we'll That's never. Me. Yeah, we land literally anyone, so you'll be fine. Wait, also, um, really quick, guys, on a side note, as far as uh, square posting goes, I was thinking, uh every now and then of making some, uh, tossing around some ideas for some cool, like, polls we can do. I know, I think maybe Derek might have brought up the original idea, but I thought that, uh, that would be another cool thing to get some more, uh, to get some more activity within the group as well. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Just, yeah, if you've got ideas for polls or characters that you want to throw in, uh, that's something I'd really like to push on the Discord because... I like the little Discord community we've got going at the moment, and like people are talking on there a lot. And because it's a little bit more in, uh, not inclusive, um, secluded almost, and you haven't got the prying eye of Facebook, and they're like random shit they're going to ban you for. You can kind of be a little bit edgier and a little bit more forthright on the Discord. So with lo- what Larissa said, like you've got ideas. Hey guys, we'd like this tournament. We'd like that. The Discord is the, the Discord is the perfect place for it because. Unfortunately, with the Facebook group, um, you're kind of shouting into the abyss when it comes to that. You know, you've got you've got you know, five thousand other people in there with you, and you, you you're all kind of shouting into the abyss. And unless again, like we said, you you create content, uh, you could get lost in the shuffle because we get so much stuff through. But if you're on the Discord, you can reach us literally directly. You can interact with us in like sections off areas, like one for memes, for example, or one for ideas, or one for music, or whatever it is that you're into, and we'll see it from that way. So, with that kind of thing, like coming out with ideas to to do things for the group, the Discord is perfect for that. And it's not censored, like you said. 
So yeah. whatever you want to post, like regardless of what it is, like anything is like heavily like racially based, we might have to take it down. You understand? But at the same time, like you want to post some like weird porn, we probably won't censor you. We might judge you, but we won't censor you. You understand what I'm saying? We'll definitely judge you. Yeah. If you want to go on the not safe for work area and post frog pics, like you're more than welcome to do it there. <laughs> you, you will not be banned for that. You know, Facebook. If you want to post a big titty frog playing with a giblet, you ain't going to be able to do that on Facebook. You know, because they don't respect that on Facebook. And maybe they should keep going back to frogs. <laughs> He's the new mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe, so, the Pepe yeah, face frog. Yeah. So I think, right, we, we've hit our climax. Just like the frog fans when they see Kermit, we have hit our climax uh, for the evening. So I just want to say, listen, this has been a long one. This is probably going to be an exclusive. This may even just go up on the Discord and we may link you from the group to the Discord to listen to this because it's been a long one. It's been a, it, it's an exclusive. It's for the people that have made us a bigger group. The people that in the last six months have come to us and given us content and commented and got involved and voted in tournaments. Like you guys are fucking awesome. Thank you for that. For those we speak to and we speak to quite a lot of you, we do appreciate the shit you do genuinely. Like by name, I don't know if John wants to name anyone because I know he's normally good at that off the top of his head coming out with names. Like for one that comes to me is Josh Barber. I know he's always commenting on stuff and he's always around. So he, he's one. But John, you got anyone on your mind that you're like, fuck, this guy, I like what you're doing? I do. Um, fuck, it's really hard off the top of my head. But uh, beside the people we usually have in the group like Stuart Patterson uh Stacy Thornton has been actually inside of our she's infiltrated our group since the earliest days of our group and she has been consistently and very uh prolifically a chrono trigger fan and she has had her time to shine in the husbando tournament where we lit you know the final round it final round is frog versus Balthier, right? But it even makes more sense to just hand it off to maybe our mods to see if they have any final thoughts they want to say and any people that they want to shout out in there. Yeah. Just before we do, I can't remember the dude's name, but James, uh, he did a meme about furries and the dude is kissing Ozma and it had me in fucking stitches today. <laughs> I can't remember his son, but that was fucking Hasegawa. Awesome. Yeah, James Hasegawa. Yeah, that was that was that fucking really tickled me that meme today, especially uh, even his proclivities. You know, that made me laugh even more. You know, given what he himself is into, it was like this is a perfect meme from him. So we'll hand over to Lavar first. If there's anyone that pops to mind for him that he just wants to say, look, thanks for the content. I'm enjoying it. Nah, you're all psycho. Stop <laughs> fucking me. All right. I was expecting that. Uh, Liz, is there anyone who comes to mind for you that you just want to say, like, thanks for posting and joining in? Uh, I feel bad. Not, not, I barely pay attention to names. 
It's like there's a lot of memes that do make me laugh, though. Obviously, not the 2B fans that that were hitting up your. It's not them. Oh, no, not them. Uh, I mean, Peter Johns, that guy, he's. I mean, he's always commenting. He called me Queen one time, so. You know. Because you like and stand came once. She looks like a queen. Wait, what? I said, can you blame them, though? She, you look like a queen. Thank you. <laughs> this, this, this is, uh, I was going to say, right? So, this is going to sound wrong. What I wanted to say was, this is like mutual love like and respect. But I almost said, girl on girl action. I don't know I don't know why I was going to say that. Here's some girl. Look, look, they're being nice to each other. Here's some girl. Like, I didn't mean that. Um, Corey, is anyone who speaks to mind? Let's move away from that. Corey, is anyone who speaks to mind? Um, for you that you think of like, oh man, I'm liking your content. I'm digging it. John LeVar and uh, D-Mills from up north. Yeah. Lots of content. Steady stream of it. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know we were allowed to say the other mod and admins because I would have definitely been like, y'all make some of the best content, we obviously. <laughs> the beginning of the thing. <laughs> if you make original yeah, content, it's good content. Basically. I will say that Lavar has been on fucking fire for about a month now with his memes. Honestly, you have. You, yep. Your memes, like, you've, you've been, like, non-stop. It's like every day I'm opening up and seeing your memes and going, fuck, man. We're, like, I thought I made a lot of memes. You make a fucking shitload, and they're always <laughs> good. So hats off to you for that one. Can't forget no, Darian. Yeah, I, I propped up to Darian for sure. Demos. Oh, Darian, yeah. Oh. He's, he's also Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. I think, I mean, I might still stick around for a chat after we go off the air, but um, thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening to this, literally any feedback or anything you want to say to us, anything you want to throw out there, uh, before we do go, Brenton Craig, who's Mogster Means, hit me up today. He listened to the last episode. Uh, he, not only did he love the last episode, Derek and John, he then messaged me hey. to say that he made a Renoa Squall incest meme off of the back of stuff we were saying on the episode that he put out on his Mugs and News page. Oh, As a result of that, that was pretty cool. So, so, so the podcast even influenced the meme. So I, I'm, I'm Sam Valentine. Everyone else introduced himself at the beginning. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, this, this is, this is 5,000 fucking followers. So awesome. Cheers. <laughs>